0: So, on last Friday night of Hala weekend uh-huh. the weekend of Halloween, right, right. my rock and roll fun time 80s cover band, Skankbanger, had a show at Scruffy City Hall in Knoxville. Okay. Killer show. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Awesome. Afterwards, we were breaking down and stuff, and I was asking the sound guys, like, so you guys got anybody playing here tomorrow for, you know, part of the Halloween weekend or anything? Uh-huh. He's like, oh, we got a Tom Petty cover band coming into play. Okay. And I said... Is it going to be Zombie Tom Petty? Oh, no. And then our drummer, Andy Campbell, goes, ooh, Zom Petty. <laughs> <laughs> so this got me thinking about, like, Zom Petty. what songs would a Zombie Tom Petty cover band okay. be playing? All right. And we started spitballing some ideas here. Uh, so, you know, Trademark, Dead and Lovely. Okay. If anybody pursues this, they got to give and Andy me Campbell. 10%. Oh, yeah, and Andy Campbell. Yeah. 10% to us. Uh-huh. When you start performing songs like Running Down Some Brains, Running Down Some Brains, <laughs> Never Would Come to Me. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm learning to die. <laughs> right. <Okay. laughs> but I keep coming back. Right. You know, maybe it's one of those. Yeah, I'm into it. Okay. How are you going to feel whenever the band busts out? <laughs> Last Dance with Mary's Brains. <laughs> How do you feel about that?
1: A lot of brain, a lot of brain content, but you'd expect that from a zombie. They pretty, they're single-minded. Those they're zombies. they're pretty brain-centric. Yeah. Yeah. Those zombies. So yeah, Zom Petty, Zom Petty,
0: coming soon to a <laughs> town near you, along with our Van Halen and Waylon Jennings tribute band, uh, Van Waylon. <laughs> of course,
1: we're gonna open for Zom Petty, Van Waylon. Sounds rad. That's right. You know, I'm pretty sure you could Photoshop a, a Tom Petty pic to make him look like a zombie. Pretty easily. Pretty easily. It's not going to take yeah. a lot, honestly. Yeah. Just a little dar- darker
0: under the eyes. I Boom. mean, you zombie. know, Zomb- and he'd Petty. be a intimidating force of a zombie. Those teeth. Yeah. He had those teeth. He, he had did. those fucking chompers, Just man. Just
1: chompers. Ooh. Yeah, no, I am i don't want to have to run from Zompetty. Uh-uh. Hell no. <laughs> he'd be crooning at you. Crooning. Yeah. Nobody's ever described his voice as crooning. Tom Petty. Noted crooner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so be on the lookout for that one and be on the lookout for the newest installment of dad and lovely that's us it's here right now you're listening to it motherfucker boom sorry i didn't mean that you're probably a nice person maybe maybe yeah that's yet to be seen yeah maybe you're a motherfucker maybe you're not a nice person i'm gonna stick zom petty on you
1: you know what uh if if you have a, a wife who gave birth to a baby yeah and you have sex with said wife you are a motherfucker that's true yeah you're so somebody's deal with mother it's that. a good point <laughs>
0: so maybe you're just like us maybe so it's normal hey you know just normal stuff
1: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> i love that that froze your brain yeah yeah your brain's just really like, like, wait what what's happening here no oh right i'm uncle ben we don't have kids we don't have kids no we're not motherfuckers. so we're not motherfuckers no no unless you count being a, a dog mother that's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you dog mom fucker. Right? That, that sounds worse. That, sounds, that sounds, worse. sounds terrible. That sounds way that's bad. That's what we yeah. are. So if you're a motherfucker, you're probably less bad than we are. Wow. Oh, that's, you know what? Sometimes you got to accept you're worse than a motherfucker. I think we just found out where we are on that totem pole Nicholas <laughs>
0: Cage is talking about.
1: Yeah, we we're low. We're pretty low. Pretty low. low. We're pretty low.
0: <laughs> I'd be trying hard not to bust out our accents in this fucking review of Vampire's Kiss today. Uh, We'll be talking about that later on. There's a time stamp for you if you want to get straight to the movie discussion, but we're going to catch up and chit-chat and stuff, Mm -hmm.
1: just like we always do. Oh, by the way, I'm Uncle Ben. Yeah, that's right. I'm Hollywood Steve.
0: That's right. We're those people. We're the people that are Mm -hmm. hosting the show that you are listening to right now. Believe it or not, it actually is
1: us. Wow. Yeah, and you know, it's hard to believe, too. It is, yes. It's Ripley's hard to believe. After, you know, 230-something episodes, thought they'd just change up hosts.
0: Yeah. But no,
1: they're keeping the same people. It's weird. It is.
0: It's hard to believe, and it's Ripley's hard to believe. Do you ever think (laughs) that Ripley tried to start a a fucking museum of stuff where she's like, y'all, there's aliens. (laughs) Hey, guess what their blood does? It burns shit. Can you believe that? Believe it or don't, huh? Believe it or don't. It's Ripley's believe it or don't museum of aliens.
1: Aliens. Yeah. Hey, I,
0: I I got in his power loader and whipped one of them's damn
1: ass. Can you mm-hmm. believe that? I said, like, get away from her, you bitch, yo bitch. <laughs> Ripley's very southern. She is. She just like yeah. In the movie, she's like, I'm gonna sound more proper. Yeah. But this
0: is my Ripley impression. Yeah. Hey
1: y'all. Hey y'all. I'm I- Ripley. Hey y'all. It's Ripley. Hi, hey, y'all. Paula <laughs> here. Oh, okay. Ripley's my best friend. <laughs> Cup- oh, I said the N-word a bunch. <laughs> okay, Bye.
0: We don't need to hear that more, so you're good to go. You clear on out right there <laughs> so we
1: can get straight on to today's episode. How you been doing this week, man? Great, man. It was Halloween. If anybody listening now is like, no, it's two weeks into November. No, so it's still Halloween. First off, it's still Halloween, still Halloween. But second off, we're recording this like directly after Halloween, so I had a great time because I had a I had a, a Friday night screaming chat with Woo. the homies. I had a Saturday night Ben's party with Woo. the homies, and I had a Sunday night ice cream Sunday with the homies. Oh, 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 oh. And I hung out with my wife Sunday and carved pumpkins and got drunk. It was awesome. Ah. I change it up for that one. <laughs> That's a victory noise.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a pleasant sound. It's yeah, not like uh-huh. bad or agonizing <laughs> <No>. whatsoever, man. <laughs> no, nah, dude, I, I get that. It was a very great Halloween season, but it just went by too goddamn fast. Holy shit, Steve! Yeah, it went like, by really, really fast. I, I seriously have just had too fucking much to do. I yeah. need to do something about my, my time management. Yeah. yeah, Long ago, I figured out like the best medicine for me and my depressive tendencies Mm -hmm. is staying fucking busy.
1: Just work, work,
0: work, work. Yeah, exactly. I can never feel my feelings if I never stop moving. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't always work, but it generally works. It's like it works all the time, 60% of the time. Okay. Uh, I think I've now actually busied myself all the way back around again. Okay. Where it's like, oh, this is bad for me again. Right, right. Gotcha. (laughs) I'll put it this way, dude. We got. A brand new couch. We got a new sectional Uh delivered to our apartment like nine days ago. Uh I sat on it the first time Sunday night. Wow. The first time. The first time. Yeah.
1: Huh. It's just
0: been stupid.
1: Okay. Just because you're a bit, I thought maybe you were like, no, I want it to be a special occasion. (laughs) I was standing on it the other times. The other times you were just standing there. Yeah, I stood there for like, you know,
0: six hours every night watching movies, but the first time
1: I sat (laughs) on it was sunday it's like just sit down it's more comfortable you like,
0: jogging i'm watching a movie <laughs> i
1: can't imagine you're
0: scaring the dog
1: adult human man jog, 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 jog. jogging on a couch next to
0: you honestly though if somebody was jogging on a couch while watching this movie i'd be like that makes that, made, sense. that checks out kind of makes sense yeah totally makes sense to do it that way <laughs> Yeah, things have just been too fucking goddamn busy and I've got to do yeah. something about my time management as I am becoming a
1: grumpy piece of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Becoming one of those, bad. man. Yep. That's bad. You yeah. don't want to be the grumpster.
0: No, I don't, and I'm pretty sure everybody around me doesn't want me to be yeah. either. Yeah. So I've gotta I've gotta work something or another yeah. out. But it was a great Halloween time, man. The Halloween party. Uh you, you credit it as my
1: party. It was, it was fucking Kate yeah, Kate yeah, and Lindsay. Kate's they party, did sorry. all of the fucking work. Okay, so Kate and Lindsay made that happen. I was a financier. All right. Well, that's, that's important. Good. That is important. Producer. <laughs> yeah. You get a producer credit. I was the Harvey Weinstein of this operation. Oh no. <laughs>
0: Wait, no, that's not a Okay, that's not a that good comparison bad. whatsoever. They're not good. Uh but I was the producer.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
0: kind of, but not like that at all.
1: Well, I mean, technically, you know what, since Kate and Lindsay have both been on the podcast. I'm just going to say trademark Dead and Lovely on that uh, that whole party. Dead Lovely party. That's a Dead and Lovely party, yeah. Okay,
0: well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's just call it that. <laughs> we'll that is we'll what take it was. we credit
1: for all their work. We, uh,
0: we went really damn big this year. Uh, obviously, last year we didn't do a Halloween party because cause yeah. COVID. Because mm-hmm. of the Rona. The Rona. Because Biden. Oh, Biden. Let's be honest. Yeah. Because Biden. Oh, Crow Biden. Yep, that's right. And then the year before that is when we were, like, moving, so we didn't really have a party then either. We had mm-hmm. a very minor shindig. So we just went all fucking out this year. It was absolutely awesome. Everybody had a great time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kate dressed up as the Penguin. She probably did the most work and research into creating a costume that she's ever done. Meanwhile, I dressed as Spaghetti.
1: You did. You were Spaghetti. I was just Spaghetti. Yeah, and when... uh, Minimal effort. Whenever we walked in and we saw you, Emily was like, what is he? And I was like, I think Spaghetti. Spaghetti. And then it's I came over spaghetti. to talk to you, and you were like, "Yep, just spaghetti."
0: Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were like trying to assume I was going for like spaghetti monster, and it's right. like, "No, no, not no, not a flying
1: spaghetti monster. No, 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 no.
0: I am just a plate of just spaghetti. Spa-
1: just spaghetti. A yeah. little spagoot.
0: Red T-shirt. Yeah. Some uh, styrofoam meatballs yeah. and some yarn noodles. Argento and would it. Oh, dude, he'd have just eaten me up. Uh-huh. Let the have. <laughs> he'd just been chomping on me i was a taste of the old country (laughs) when you were with me you were with family that's true i I did hand out limited breadsticks though (laughs)
1: limited (laughs) i was dressed as a as a a professional wrestler which of course included my uh gilmore girls metal t-shirt like you do yeah because you know i thought hollywood steve so i was wearing my Shining high tops. Awesome. My black Phillip leggings. Fucking rad. I want some. And of course, what else do you think of when you think of Hollywood? Gilmore Girls. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It was a great get up. Yeah. Your neighbor Chris uh, uh, christened me the Gilmore Slammer. Christened, huh? Yeah.
0: Chris christened. Chris christened. I like like how Chris Christie.
1: The Gilmore sla- He's nothing like Chris no, Christie. No, nothing like that. He's awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's good people that listen to the show, yeah, Steve. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty pretty solid name, the Gilmore yeah. Slammer, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Wonder what the finishing move is? Is it
1: the Fast Talk? Well, I th- I think I think yeah, you would probably man, promos if you were the Gilmore Slammer oh, would be man. so fucking So fast. many pop culture
0: references. Yeah. You'd be having to pause it every 5 seconds uh-huh. to be like, "Wait, let me Google that." Uh-huh.
1: And then also I would have to have a manager who is uh just like a a big uh kind of Angry, grumpy guy who works in a a, cap, a diner, owns a diner. Oh yeah, wears a, yeah, a backwards cap all the time. Uh huh, and yeah. a
0: jacket and
1: a jacket. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm.
0: I like where this is going. I would love. I'm kind of here honestly. for this. The Gilmore Slammer. <laughs> the Gilmore Slammer making his debut with his fast talking <laughs> finisher. But yeah, yeah so it was a it was, it was a hell of a fun party. Time. It was a really really good time, man. And then the next day, uh, we w- slept way the fuck in. And then we pretty much immediately went over to Lindsay and Thomas's place because yeah. they live in a, a neighborhood where there's a lot of trick-or-treating action. Right, right. We like to go over there and hand out candy while yeah. they take their kids out to trick-or-treat. Yeah. And uh, it's always a great time Just sit out there and fucking drink and give candy to the kids and stuff. Sounds like a fun time. Most popular costumes this year. A lot of Ted Lasso's. Okay. I don't know Ted Lasso because I never I watched it.
1: Watched I know I a know, uh, uh, past guest and co-host of Jack of All Grapes, Corey, is a big fan of it. And oh, I yeah. keep wanting to give it a shot. It I don't won know. A bunch of awards I don't recently. know anybody that hates it. No, haven't heard anything negative about it.
0: Yeah. Like everybody that's watched is just like it is just a you know, heartwarming good old time of a show. So I didn't really know any of the characters. I assume everybody did a good
1: job. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine.
0: I saw a lot of those. I saw a lot of ninjas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ninjas are back. A Lot of ninjas out there. Ninja oh. chopping, Judy chopping. There's Don't some go ninjas. Nobody
1: don't need ninjas.
0: Mm-hmm. If you Judy somebody don't need Juden, you're in a heap of trouble. I'll tell you that, man. Uh, but there are some good ones. There's a whole family dressed up as like Jurassic Park. Oh, really? That's yeah, cool. Yeah, which was great. Which, honestly, now, whenever I saw a dude dressed up as Sam Neill with like the, you know, handkerchief around the neck right, and the right. hat stuff, I you saw him and Psycho I was like, Gorman. Psycho Gorman. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he dressed like Psycho Gorman. It's like, no, mm-hmm. he's dressed like Jurassic Park guy right. more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's some good costumes. What was your favorite costume that you saw at
1: our party? I definitely oh, know mine. Well, yeah, we both probably are going to say the same one because our friend Josh was dressed up Pro- as Kenny yeah. Rogers. That's the fucking one. I just one. thought Kenny Rogers showed up to the party. It was eerie.
0: Yeah. He was like the first person that I saw on a walk in. Him and his wife, Brooke, uh-huh. dressed as yeah, Dolly. Kenny and Dolly. Uh-huh. And... Dude, Josh as Kenny Rogers was stunning. Yeah. It was honestly the same effect as when you came jumping down the stairs dressed as George Michael. <laughs> right. Years and years and years ago at uh-huh. Kate's Old Apartment, where I was like, well, George Michael is here. Yep. I walked in. to have faith. Uh, you gotta have faith. Mm-hmm. I walked into the venue we rented for the party, and it was just like, somebody invited Kenny Rogers. Uh-huh. And That's he the came. the thing. Uh-huh. The gambler <laughs> himself.
1: Yeah. He was incredible. Incredible. He dyed his his beard gray. Yeah. 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 Just for that the comp- white suit it it was amazing fucking amazing, yeah not man. even yeah not even a contest he was the winner 100 yeah. yep. i agree man better yep. than spaghetti better than spaghetti yeah somehow beat spaghetti somehow beat spaghetti <laughs> man my friend ryan else. was there looking doing a very silent convincing bob. silent bob yeah it was great man also there was a slash yeah, was of, there was a slash there. All sorts of good costumes. Some Our Ghostbusters. Pal was Margo from uh-huh. uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Weirdly enough. Another Margo was
0: there. And then the next day, handing out candy for Trick or Treat, I saw several Margos. What the Royal fuck Tenenbaums is going on? Royal making a comeback? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, did it just hit streaming for the first time? Is it its damn 20-year anniversary? Like, is there a video game coming out? Like, what is going on here? Hmm. The, I wonder the if there Tenenbaums. is a
1: Royal Tenenbaums video game coming out. What would a Wes Anderson video game I be I can't like? imagine. It'd be a side-scroller for sure. Oh, for sure. It would definitely be a side-scroller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a platformer, but somehow it's a real tenenbaum. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It's whimsical. Cool. Great voice cast. <laughs> Absolutely. It Killer would be amazing. Voice Killer voice cast.
0: <laughs> 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 so yeah, a good Halloween was had, Ball. It was actually wonderful just to get to do Halloween again. Because like I said, it's been two years... You know, since we really did Halloween up. So it was wonderful just to get to hang out with everybody and Mm -hmm. have a big party and treat everybody to a good old time. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm predicting this is going to become a a tradition. Yeah, I hope Uh, so.
1: So, Ben, let me tell you about a little journey I took also this week to the doctor.
0: You went to that old doctor? Was it Dr. Doom? It
1: wasn't Dr. Doom. It it was a urologist. I won't say the doctor's name. I don't want people to know my urologist. That'd be weird. (laughs) So tell me about Steve's pisser. Okay, so I went to the urologist because I wanted to get fitted for a vasectomy. I am also in the market for getting one of them things. Listen, let me tell you something that uh, I believe every single woman who's ever had to get birth control is going to rage at hearing my story. Oh, God, no. So I made the appointment. Showed up for my appointment, went back for my appointment. They handed me all the paperwork for a vasectomy, had me sign one thing, handed me a prescription for pain medicine, Valium, and um, uh, a, a antibiotic, and said, schedule the time. Off you go. There wasn't, like, consultation? It was the most painless thing I've ever gone through at a doctor's office. Like, they had everything prepared. They were just like, oh, you want a vasectomy? Sweet, cool, we'll get you one. Really? Yep. They didn't, like, fucking,
0: like, have to, like, check your dick out or anything?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they checked the dick to plan for it, so I did learn To that- plan for it? Yeah, because they <laughs> Should either- we expect a hog or something a little bit more conservative? <laughs> well, let me tell you this, your boy here's got a thick, vast deference, How the so- fuck do they know that? Because they, they, they rub around there and try to figure out what they're going to have to do, because they have to either make two incisions or one wait really yeah and it's either it's like a you know depending on the size of vas deferens and other factors it's either going to be like a quarter inch to a half inch slit
0: but they got to massage the noodle first yeah they
1: got to figure out what's going on hey i mean you know i gotta ask my mom for permission if i can do this <laughs> were they adults Yes, they were adults. No, they didn't have children come in and do it. Good. That's that would important have been to me. That would it's have been very odd. important yeah. to me. Yeah. No, it was so fast. Like, so there wasn't any like,
0: "Is your wife okay with this?" questions or anything like uh, that. They asked
1: if my wife was aware of it. Okay. That yeah. was it. And you're like, and well, she, yeah. yes, yeah. She made the appointment. So yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so definitely. Yeah. I can imagine they've had some drama where wives have come in like, "What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no man mind shooting blanks." Yeah. Huh. But yeah. No, it was. I it was so quick and so just like you want a vasectomy? Okay, make the appointment. Here's all the stuff you need. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving, I will be vasected. You'll be thankful to not be creating
0: any babies. Yep. Yeah. I would also be thankful to not create babies. Yeah. I don't want any of them. Yep. I don't want none. Don't need them. So, are you saying that there's probably going to be like an episode? You know, maybe early December where we're both just like sitting on bags of peas while we record. (laughs) Is That what we're gonna be I'm both high as shit on Valium. I hope so. <laughs> Fuck, Talking about I our, our dick so. pains.
1: That would be so funny.
0: What if I come in and I'm like, they had to do five incisions for
1: me. <laughs> he said it was
0: like a garden hose.
1: <laughs> I did. I did. When the doctor told me he was like, "Oh, your vas is a little bit thick." I was like, "You're gonna be able to saw through that?" And he was like, "Yeah." Yeah. Well, he laughed because obviously they don't use a saw. You see, they use their teeth. <laughs> <They> <laughs> I was going to if he was going to be able to bite through it. If I thought maybe that would <laughs> maybe that's my game. As I go
0: in there like acting like <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know how you guys do this. You bite through it. You right? bite through it. Yeah. And I just keep referencing teeth and biting yeah. and stuff so over you're just and over. Be biting it. Or? Can I see your incisors, please?
1: Yeah. So I'll know when I'm like getting it.
0: Okay, they're pretty sharp. So do you, they're you
1: wait? Pretty good. Do you use a scalpel to make the incision, or do you just bite through? Or
0: yeah, the scalpel's for the incision. Then you chew through. Vas de France. Vas de France. Ho, ho, ho. What if it turns out that they get in there and I've got a Vas de Fons and it's like, Ayy. 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 And they can't cut it because he's too cool. <laughs> Vas de Fons. Vas de Fons. This sounds like some bullshit we would have talked about in our biology class in college.
1: Absolutely. Yes. 100% sounds yeah. like something we would have come yeah. up with. In
0: Matt's class. <laughs> <laughs> made her teacher go home and just fucking drink. Uh-huh. You want to drink? I want to drink. Yeah, let's have a drink. Let's have a drink here.
1: What we we drinking on?
0: We're going to drink on a beer from the the, uh, the Don Estate Collection of donated beers. This is an Absolute Zero mm-hmm. West Coast style Quadruple IPA. Damn. You know what they it's did? It's a big one. They made an IPA, then they IPA'd it, then they IPA'd their IPA IPA. <laughs> then they ipa their IPA IPA IPA. Honey, I IPA'd the IPA. <laughs> quadruple <laughs> this is a beer from Adroit Theory. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They have great artwork and stuff on their cans. Yeah. It's always like yeah, so I'm really fucking into metal. That. And uh, again, it's got the food, cheese, cigar, and music pairing right yeah, here. Yeah, which
1: I'm assuming because the again we've talked about the foods that they recommend. It sounds like they must have a menu of their own at the brewery. Yeah, because this stuff you're, you're not making this yourself.
0: <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, it's a West Coast style quadruple IPA, double dry hop, citrus Simcoe, and Strata. Okay. And uh, the pairings here are a bulgogi meatloaf sandwich. I think we've do had we this, this one before. Because actually the food recommendation is familiar. Yeah.
1: I think we have had this one before. And yeah. Whatever. We're having I mean, it again. It'll be good again. Yeah. That's
0: for fucking sure. Uh, yeah. Cheese paring, cigar Perry music Perry all kinds of good stuff on here. 12%. Yeah. That's a big one. We're splitting this boy. Yeah. And uh, I think it's going to probably do the trick. Yeah. I can't I recall liking why this. why it
1: wouldn't. What if it didn't? What if we drank it, and uh, despite it tasting delicious, it uh, gave us zero buzz? We're
0: like, I'm more aware now. <laughs> I can feel my feelings. It's terrible. Nothing
1: is impaired at all. Oh, no. I wanted to impair myself. <laughs> I, oh, no. I, I wanted, wanted to. to yeah, myself. that's what someone says when you accidentally slip them on O'Doul's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a good old boy right here. I oh, do yeah, recall man. liking it. Yeah, I, I remember this one. I oh think. yeah, it's got just that good color. stanky bitter yeah. smell to yeah, it. Yeah, but this is just a real good IPA. I remember. Yeah,
0: I'm very, very okay with that fella right there. Pretty smooth
1: yeah. for 12% too. Yeah, yeah. It's real, real good. Hmm. I could, uh yeah, I could definitely forget Ooh. that we drank that and have another one in the future and be okay with it. <laughs> it is, it is shockingly smooth.
0: <laughs> yep. And it's also not, like, buried by a bunch of sugary sweetness or nope. anything like that no, either. No, it's just so. a real good IPA. Man. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're, they're fucking are it, man. do Theory.
1: That's in Virginia, right, or somewhere I around yonder? I don't
0: recall who where did, they make who that stuff. Knows? Who even that, knows? Who that is? Orlando,
1: Florida. Orlando, Florida, huh? Florida.
0: They're down there at Nickelodeon Studios.
1: <laughs> they are. It's, oh, a, man. They make a GAC Speaking IPA. Speaking of uh, costumes, our, our, our pal uh, Jackson and Ryan were in Double Dare costumes. Perfect. Dude, what a great, awesome and cheap costume! Yeah, for real. Like it's perfect, recognizable. Like nobody's gonna be like, "What are you?" No, no. Uh, Well, I mean, you
0: know, unless you're like one of these young people, Mm -hmm. but you're not at our party anyway. That's
1: true. (laughs) They haven't revived Double Dare ever. That's weird. It seems like they would. I bet there was probably a lot of lawsuits though, because you saw that Orange Years documentary, right? About about the Nickelodeon, like. Oh yeah, the orange ears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. when they talked about like that guy basically landing oh, on yeah. his neck and stuff. Yeah. That, I forgot about that. There were probably some lawsuits. I
0: bet you though, that there's going to be a reboot in a movie franchise and we're going to get Eli Roth's Double Dare. <laughs> <laughs> Eli, Eli Roth's, Roth's Double, Double Dare. Dare. Oh my god, that sounds brutal. Or it's like Rob Zombie's Double Dare, and Sherry Moon is the big nose that everybody pulls the flag <laughs> out of with all the goopy snot, and she's laughing the whole time for some reason. I don't yeah, know why.
1: I don't know why, but she is. Yeah,
0: because Rob Zombie. Yep, yeah. because Bobby said.
1: Hey, did you watch any movies this week,
0: dude? I barely had time to watch much anything. Seriously, it it. It has just been out of control, fucking mm. busy, man. Been but busy as hell, yeah. We did go down to old Central Cinema, yeah. where they were showing Halloween, the uh-huh. OG, nineteen seventy-eight, John and
1: Carpenter's slasher dude, masterpiece. It was
0: so fucking fun watching that in theaters with yeah, a I couple bet. other people. I'd
1: really love to see it in theaters. I never have. Oh man, I'm yeah. telling you,
0: it was is wonderful. Uh, also, watch Ernest
1: scared stupid. Twenty out of ten. I rewatched it again this week because we did you, it on Ice Cream Sunday and yep. it's fucking great. It's so Emily good. Emily does not like it. How? Uh she doesn't think Ernest is funny. Uh I repeat, how? Yeah, that's what I said. Show me on the
0: doll where Ernest <laughs> hurt you, Emily. <laughs> show me
1: yeah she's not a big fan but everybody else had a blast yeah on ice cream sunday yeah.
0: it's the best man we talked about it, i think a week or two ago where yeah. it's like it yeah it's, it's a kid's movie it's
1: hilarious it's also scary and has great yeah. special effects Kyoto brothers Dude. That's, yeah that's the i mean that's why I'd, A lot of them look like the killer clowns totally because it's the kyoto brothers and they're so goopy they're so goopy and that troll always got dang old bogeys hanging out of his nose just so snotty ew but like you know that that scene i talked about it i think in last week's episode because i just rewatched this that scene where that little girl turns around and the troll's in her bed that's fucking fucking scary that's a good scare it is man
0: really just a wonderful movie man it's not halloween unless you watch that one yeah same with hocus pocus we finally watched that Um, Sunday after we woke up like super, super, super late, we basically just like ordered brunch, watched that, yeah. and then went and handed out awesome. Halloween candy. So it was oh, like a very what good... What a good day, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very good like Halloween yeah. day. And finally, too, it's like actually started feeling like October here in Tennessee. Yeah. Now that it's like after Halloween, it's like the, the leaves are changing. It's got kind nice, cold.
1: Yeah, it has. It's it's uh, it's uh a real cold. It's supposed to be... We're supposed to hit our first freezing point this week. Gross. Yeah. So, we're going to have a, a frost morning. I ain't ready for that. Nah, I'm not either. We, it was not just, ready for it that. It feels like mm. it was just 90 degrees so recently. Because it was. And now it's it's just code. Well, because Tennessee. But it's a good fall. We haven't, we've talked about this. We haven't had a good fall here in a long time. The leaves have just been turning brown. Yeah. It's either and, been like not enough yeah. rain or way too much rain. This year, it's great. Yeah. It just looks awesome. Yeah, the yeah. leaves
0: are sticking around. They're all purdy-like. Mm-hmm. It's a good old thing, man. Uh, right before we started recording, I just watched the first episode of that Squid Game that all the kids oh, yeah? are talking about. Okay.
1: I haven't started this. I want to, but I just like it, it's like I feel like things like uh, you know, Handmaid's Tale or a Parasite, Squid Game. It's all Parasite's saying stuff amazing. I already agree with, and it's like you. I don't. I get that this is good for convincing people that they're wrong about capitalism, you know. Mm-hmm. But I already know capitalism bad i got that well hell that's why you quit going to church you're like well yeah. i
0: know all this preacher man yeah well, ain't tell telling me nothing i don't
1: already know and american religion and capitalism are 100 the same thing <laughs> now put a pin in that we'll have
0: to revisit that because i don't know if that's true it is i don't know
1: if that's true at
0: all 100%. have you seen parasite i haven't Dude, i want to watch it watch i do parasite. need to watch it i hear it's great you watched all those hellraiser movies <laughs>
1: Like, I need to get back to the last you three. You
0: don't. <laughs> you don't. Watch something good instead. That's a good point. I do need to fucking watch Parasite. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. Beautiful, gorgeous movie. Okay. But yeah, Squid Game, like, again, just one episode in. It looks, I mean, from it's cool, man.
1: it looks cool, and I know everybody's enjoying it. So I definitely am going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's only
0: eight or nine episodes, something yeah. like that. Uh, so I think I'm definitely going to blow through it, but I enjoyed the first episode. I've kind of been wanting to watch that Midnight Mass lately. I keep watch hearing it. like more people talk about yeah. it, and now I kind of know a little more about what it's about. And oh, I'm like, I would, oh, I oh, oh, I am it. It's interest. even better if you
1: don't, because I had no idea what I was getting into, and it's just like, what is this? Yeah. And then slowly it starts to come, like, oh, okay what the fuck yeah yeah
0: well i'm, I'm kind of one of them i'm one of them flanagan deniers you yeah
1: know? you just deny he exists even is that yeah. the who mike who again
0: <laughs> who flanagan more like who again <laughs> that's what i say mike the who huh and so it took a little convincing for me to be like maybe i'll give this a shot but i'm kind of thinking i want to start watching that soon
1: yeah you should All right, i like it well, maybe i will maybe i will yeah. what have you been watching on Uh, Well, okay, so uh, finally got to Trick or Treat. I like to keep Trick or Treat close to Halloween because it's just a perfect kind of Halloween movie. So, dude, we, well,
0: kind of watched Trick or Treat. Yeah. Uh, I say that because I watched it after I got back from sound check and was eating some food and then getting dressed for the show and putting on makeup and yada yada so it was on at at the house gotcha happy halloween halloween yeah it's it's so fucking good man it's amazing like visually that movie is as steeped in halloween as home alone is steeped in christmas
1: yes every frame looks like it feels like halloween it looks like halloween like all of it keeps you in a halloween mood the whole time that's why i like to save it to close to halloween yeah totally uh, basically, if you watch it in the middle of the month, it's just gonna make you want Halloween to be there closer. That's why
0: we watch like Hocus Pocus like late yeah. in the year yeah. too, is because we're just like we gotta save that for when it's feeling real Halloween. Uh-huh. Oh, actually, you know what? We watch Sleepy Hollow as well. Oh just yeah, thought about that. That's a great one. Still love it, man. Yeah. I still think that movie gets unnecessarily shit on.
1: Yeah, I, it's awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, also watched uh, a movie called Cadaver. It's a Norwegian Cadaver. Mm-hmm. Caviar. Caviar. It's about caviar. Fishes. Um, Future it, fish. It has it has a, a little bit of a twist that you see coming, which I think cause I saw negative reviews about it, I think people were like, Well, I figured out the twist, and it's like, well, yeah, but it's a little it twist and bad. that's not really like the point of the movie. Yeah. There's more to it. Um it's it's a good one. I I enjoyed it. Is I, it horror? It's horror. It's got good gore, like you know, um some real brutal shit in it, but it's like also pretty subdued, like nothing over the top. Does it have any babalities in it? <laughs> do they turn someone into a baby uh they don't turn anyone into a baby they should uh, that does It'd be seem... better if they did has that ever happened in a horror movie okay. that seems like a good like freddy type of kill so let me ask you this you're a
0: Mortal combat okay? Right. you get bay uh-huh do you just live out the rest of your life is it like starting over Huh. Are your birthdays all fucked
1: up after that? Are you like, <laughs> yeah, I'm 30, i Yeah, your birthday is but the day I'm, you got bay Yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm
0: 30 now, but that's because I got bay when I was 23. I'm yeah. actually 53, mm-hmm. but I celebrate based on when I got baby There's,
1: like, no... There's no real scenario where any, like... I am ever tempted to become a baby again unless it is... I want to be a baby. Unless it is I have all the knowledge I have now and it's me as a baby when I was a baby so I can use my knowledge for the future.
0: So you're thinking about like, man, that quadratic equation is so sick. Oops, I pooped my pants again. Yeah. I do I don't often know how fun think about how
1: sick the quadratic equation is. Yeah, because that's stuff you learned in school with your college yeah. degree.
0: Yeah. But then you're a baby pooping yourself, so you're like, they don't know how smart I am.
1: Yeah, but, like, you turn 18 and you just invest in stocks that you know are going to make a lot of money. But or then you stop pooping on your pants. on the Super Bowl because you know who's going to win, like.
0: Oh, so you're saying go back in time as a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant a baby now.
1: I was like, how would you know who's going to win the Super Bowl just because you were a baby? That's it. That's the scenario where I would never want to become a baby again, where it's just like, you don't get any. You're just living longer. How's that
0: cool? I don't want to be in junior high during the water wars. (laughs) That
1: sounds terrible. (laughs) Can you imagine?
0: (laughs) So... (laughs) So the life of a babality, that's what I really yeah, want to know about, man. I want to know, are you baby scorpion? Do you still grow up to be scorpion? <laughs> you know? Or were the events of the life also like pre-babality, what formed you into scorpion? What if
1: you're like one of the robots? Oh, yeah, shit. You're like Cyrax, and now you're a baby, but you were never a baby. Okay. If robots don't grow. No. So now you're just a baby robot. You're like, what is my programming? <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 that's it. Crying and gay. Crying gay It's my robot voice. Yeah, I guess that's how it would work. That's an interesting question. And then also, is it a baby without a soul because it came from a robot, or did
1: this person's babality implant
0: a uncreated soul into I this hope robot so. baby thing?
1: That would that sounds torturous. And now it's no longer cute. Now it's just torture. I mean, hell, isn't Scorpion, like, from hell or something? Yeah, now he's a hell demon baby. He, oh, he's uh, a little skeleton with a demon inside. Is
0: he still property of hell?
1: <laughs> still the possession of Satan himself, I'll yeah. I'll tell you what, this is
0: shocking to me. The Mortal Kombat mythology falls apart real fast. Does it?
1: <laughs> it's almost like it was an arcade game that they didn't put a whole lot of back thought into the, the stories and things. Almost. Almost. Nearly. Yeah huh so <laughs> cadaver <laughs> check it out <laughs> tangent tangent um <laughs> also uh uh on uh the the friday night on the friday on night on the friday night they had a uh a last drive-in walking dead crossover special was that about Uh, It was about The Walking Dead. Joe Bob gave uh, a really detailed history of zombies, and as a person who has taught a class on the undead, uh, I I knew a lot of it, but also got some new information, so I found it riveting. Really? Yeah, awesome.
0: You got any tidbit of new stuff you didn't know about that might intrigue me? I didn't know that the guy who kind of
1: popularized the term zombie uh, was also on the side trying to be a cannibal. Like actively Uh, seeking out human meat to eat. People to eat, huh? Right, yeah. Why? (laughs) Uh, He was just fascinated by the idea of cannibalism. But he somehow also popularized the term zombie. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, yeah, they showed the first two episodes of The Walking Dead and had Greg Nicotero on and they were talking about- Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about how many different zombie designs they've done. It's like 10,000 different- Holy fuck. What? What? walking dead anytime you see a group of zombies that is people it is never computer rendered it is always people in zombie makeup so i don't they, like
0: walking dead but that is commitment
1: yeah and so like you know even if you've only seen the first episode of the walking Dead, i guess yeah. you have to yeah the first episode you see that he gets into atlanta and there's yeah, that huge tons. group yeah there's other uh moments in later season two where they just have just a horde of zombies and it's like holy shit damn they had to do makeup for all those people that is time consuming anyway it made me it did make me want to rewatch the walking dead so i'll probably be doing that throughout november instead of watching parasite i see how no, it is. i'll watch or finishing hellraiser i will finish hellraiser or a squid watch, game i will watch squid game all <laughs> these things will happen uh but yeah that, that was fun and then on saturday night of course we were doing the thing at the party but sunday sure night were. we had an ice cream sunday where we watched ernest scared stupid yep, which yep, yep. was my second watch for the halloween season no regurts. uh uh-huh. not not a single one and we watched monster house which I, that. I had never seen and i recommend what's it it's uh about a house that's a monster oh so it's just kind of right there in front street yeah the house itself is a monster it's got some real cool fucking stuff in it it's really? um uh steve buscemi isn't it he's a voice in it handsome um, man yeah. Uh and then yeah, just a bunch of you know, it's it's a kids' movie, but it's also legit like a good kids' horror movie, I think. Word. Yeah. Uh, And then after that, Emily and I uh, drank and carved pumpkins while we watched Nightmare Before Christmas and Frankenweenie. It's always a great idea whenever you're handling
0: knives (laughs) and carving up a gourd to break out the liquor. It steadies the (laughs) hand, (laughs) Steve. It does. It calms the nerves, Mm -hmm. steadies the hand. You're going to get an accurate cut on that gourd. It's just going to make things better. Also makes your blood nice and thin in case you cut yourself. You'll <laughs> just spray true. it everywhere. It's like the de- decoration you didn't yeah. even work for. It's Halloween.
1: Of course you want blood all over the walls.
0: Real blood. Your yeah. real blood all over the walls. Man. It's just festive that way.
1: You know what I, I really love whenever we're carving pumpkins is dogs love pumpkin. I don't they know do. if you dog. Yes, yeah. yes. But uh, I love giving my dog pumpkin. Cause Good it's for super, the tum-tums too. It is, yeah. Uh, it's super cute though. To see her chew it, it's just like a real loud crunch. She's oh just like, yeah,
0: that crunch on that yeah, man. Zora good. will get down on a watermelon. I bet any day of the week she oh. chomps that rind up and That's everything. That's so man. cute. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We should just make a fucking doggy ASMR fucking Hell, YouTube yeah. or podcast. Just dogs chewing. It would be like, oh cool. Here's my swimming pool full of money.
1: It's the weirdest thing too, because like Emily hates this mouth sounds like sure. that humans make, but. With that dog, it's totally it, with different. With a dog, she thinks it's so cute.
0: You know what? Why is
1: it different? Yeah, because like know.
0: somebody doing some fucking lip smack and carry on, yeah. fucking hard pass. Yeah, get the fuck out. But, but when dogs are doing it, it's just like, oh, yeah. It's cute. And you know, Kate feeds the dogs all kinds of like raw, like meaty bones yeah, and they're stuff just, like chomping that, and on them, fucking yeah. like damn, like you know, rib cages of damn
1: rabbits and stuff uh-huh. like this. And they crunch down on it, and it's just adorable. It is. They're super, I don't know why. I I think it's because dogs always make, like, when they're eating, it seems to me dogs are always making a kind of like, I like you face, like, thanks for feeding me. Yeah, they seem appreciative. Yeah. Yeah. So when they chomp into something real chompy, it's like, I really like this. Thank you. I like to chomp, they say. Yeah. I'll be adorable.
0: Yeah, they do tend to do that, man. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, a good old Halloween, man. There, there was still a handful of flicks that we didn't get around to because mm-hmm. it's just been so slammed. But yeah, it was busy. The special Halloween moments that we captured, the memories that will last a lifetime. Yeah, they're all Some worth people it. people wait a lifetime for a moment. Oh my God, like this. I'm learning to die, <laughs> but I ain't got brains. <laughs> Come in down. <laughs> That's a better Tom Petty, right? Really. Yeah. Yeah, you got
1: to get you got to get real high, high in up the palate. Yeah. <laughs> I love Tom Petty. I always forget where he's from. He's from Florida. Well, why he's did he Florida? sound like that? <laughs> Is that a Florida singing <laughs> I accent? <don't> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really? I'm, pr- I'm pretty positive though cuz like I think we've even talked about it on the show before Probably. because it's such a weird Thing that like where would he? I would assume it's the Midwest somewhere, but no. Hmm. Mm, anyway, Florida, Florida, home of like you know all death metal.
0: Yeah, and Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. <laughs> Things that you don't expect musically come out of
1: Florida, like yeah, the fact that Florida's like is a weird sort of melting pot. Like not, more, not Angel, like a,
0: death, like all these like yeah. historic you know landmark death metal bands. Yeah, came out of
1: fucking Florida. And, Why? Also, it's a haven for professional wrestlers. Yeah. Former carnies. Yep. Large swaths of pedophiles. Plenty of those. And Scientologists. Scientologists down in Florida, yeah. really? Yeah, they got a big Scientology center down in Florida now. Florida goes hard. They do. That's all you really need to know. And there's the, goes the fucking uh, Picasso. Is it Picasso? Dalí. There's the Dalí Museum in Tampa. That's right. Yeah. I would love. Why to see did that he shit. pick Tampa? I don't, cause he, you know, cause, cause Dolly was, was drugs, Dolly. yeah,
0: exactly. Cause he was drugs, man. Oh man, I love that guy. Yeah, oh, love fuck the best. Hello, Absolutely. Dolly.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, cause like you know, you you see the the persistence of memory or whatever in like dorm rooms a lot. So people, clocks, yeah, whatever. people just kind of assume Dolly's just uh, lame or overly commercialized or whatever. is and look into his work. He's look got into some that shit, man. Fucking rad shit, and the also a lobster stuff. phone. I, hey, shake it for the lobster phone, yeah. man. He's <laughs> like crucifixion stuff. Oh, is and the tetrahedron so is yeah. fucking amazing, man. Uh,
0: really, really, really rad. His uh, his really late work, like Columbus discovering yeah. America mm-hmm. and tuna is it tuna hunting or tuna fishing. Like those mm-hmm. are some of my favorite pieces he yeah. ever did. So fucking
1: awesome, yeah. man. Art, art is good. Art. Two minutes later. What? <laughs>
0: what? What was that now? <laughs> Steve, I'll tell you what, man. Let's hear it. This movie that we're watching this week, uh huh, it sure does have Nicolas Cage in it. <laughs> if it did, did you notice? If, did if you notice any he was in If movie's
1: ever had Nicolas Cage in it, this movie has Nicolas Cage This in one it. might have the most Nicolas yeah, Cage in it. I think maybe so, honestly. It might be the cagiest. He has said it's his favorite movie he's made. For real? Yeah. Like... He's like, I peaked early. Yeah, I peaked way early. Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss. That was, kiss, that was it.
0: Because I just got to romp.
1: He went all out, man. My
0: God, yeah. man. <laughs> but, you know, he's no stranger to being an over-the-top character. No, he's not. I'll say even an over-the-top rope character. A high-risk
1: maneuver from the top turnbuckle. That, you know what? Yeah. If you were to translate Nick Cage into wrestler, every one of his maneuvers would be a high-risk maneuver. Oh yeah all yeah. of them hundred mm-hmm. percent no
0: low risk moves not one what is a low risk maneuver
1: uh like a like a headlock like side headlock or yeah maybe like a just a a, a real scoop slam type of thing
0: okay yeah that's pretty low. i mean honestly though, i think a low risk maneuver is sending somebody like a a really mean letter <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> It's like even if they get really mad JR about it, they're nowhere like, near. Oh, you. it's a
1: low risk maneuver. <laughs> oh, he's signing it. Fuck you. Oh no. Oh, oh my lord. That's a medium risk maneuver.
0: <laughs> oh, he put the return address on the envelope. Medium risk <laughs> maneuver. Medium risk maneuver. The hate could come back to him, but it's gonna be a little while. Yeah. Not immediate. Not immediate. Not immediate, immediate. repercussions. Yeah.
1: No, it's, it's not a. It's not like a fucking swan time bomb off the top of a, a ladder or something. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's much more like something could happen. Medium risk is probably like the bag of poop on the porch. Ooh. You know? Or that time that uh, 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 the big boss man made Al Snow eat his dog. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> we just don't have story arcs like we used to. No, we one. don't. <laughs> they don't make them like they that. That was Vince Russo's insanity. Ain't got nobody eating nobody's dog no, no more. No, nobody eats anybody's dog anymore. Come on. <laughs>
0: Make him eat that dog, Vince. <laughs> the hell were better they doing? That way. Cocaine. They were yeah, doing cocaine. Yeah, true. Obviously. Uh-huh. Story of this movie as well. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Nicholas Cage, no stranger to being a fucking intense lunatic character in a mm-hmm. movie. Sometimes I find myself wondering. Mm-hmm. I put my little finger on my chin just like this, and I look up at the ceiling, and I wonder, what would it be like if some of these notorious Nick Cage characters mm-hmm. Had themselves, let's call it a cage match. Yeah, a cage match.
1: Mm-hmm. Who would come out on top between one cage character and a an nerd? Maybe they're just gonna match it up in a cage. You say, yeah, and they're All gonna. Right.
0: Yeah, it's two man enter, one cage leave. In the <laughs> cage match, two man enter, one, one cage, cage, cage leave. leave. Uh huh. Steve, I say before we get onto the movie review, we yeah, you know, we just jump on into the preview palace. Welcome, huh? Oh. Welcome! This is a Cage fucking intro. To the Preview Palace. <laughs> oh, welcome to the Preview Palace. <laughs> Nicholas Cage edition.
1: I was trying to think of, because you can't get yourself in his head to be like, how would he say it?
0: Palace. I could preview a palace for hours. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to steal the Preview Palace. Now. Now. <laughs> I don't know who does a good Nick Cage impression, but they're all right. They're all correct. Yeah,
1: uh, Andy Samberg d- does a pretty. Does he good, do one. A good one? Yeah, Andy. He used to do one on Weekend Update. Um, yeah, but yeah, no. Any every one of them is correct. Yeah, Danny Pudi Dylan did one yeah. in an episode of Community that was about an uh, a class on Nick Cage that drove uh, Abed to. The Brink of Insanity, Amazing. trying to determine whether Nick Cage is good or insane.
0: It's hard to tell. Yeah. It's frankly hard <laughs> to tell.
1: With some of these characters and some of these roles,
0: man, it's very fucking hard to tell. Yeah. So I say as we step into the preview palace, we just host ourselves a little Cage match showdown. Comfort cage match. And we pit some of these iconic Cage characters in matches to the death with each other and figure out who's going to emerge uh, in these feats of Mortal Kombat, as he engaged in Mortal Kombat with a bat, yeah, his words, not mine. Shoo, shoo, he said.
1: Uh huh.
0: I was in Mortal Kombat with the bat. Yeah, he was. That's a line in this movie. Yeah.
1: Mortal Kombat. What if What if when the bat showed up, that started playing? Would that have made sense? Yes, it would have made as honestly. Much. Yeah, yeah, like with this movie, it's just like, well, that that blends, that blends yeah. in really.
0: Uh-huh. All right, let's kind of start talking about some of these matchups okay. that we could have. Yeah, here. we've
1: set up some. We've set up five matches here. This is our, this is our pay per view of cages. This That's is right. How we think it should play out. Let's start off with a horror high bar. Okay.
0: His character in Mandy. Yeah. This is a guy who is a little bit more subdued at first. Sure. And then just starts fucking ramping it up. He takes on a demonic biker gang and a cult. That old Jeremiah Sand. Yeah. All them people to get, you know, revenge for his yeah. lost love. I mean, he starts off subtle, but he fucking amps it way the fuck Yeah. Up. He's tripping balls. He's he got is. dungeons and dragons weapons and <laughs> he shit. Does. He does. He's got a big ass axe. What it's the insane. Fuck? Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty wild He card has a character chainsaw right fight. He does that. That's true. How is he going to face off against maybe a Nicolas Cage? What's only interest is stealing the Declaration of Independence. This guy's got strategy. Oh, man. National treasure, Nick Cage? Yeah,
1: you're talking about Benjamin Franklin, whatever his name was? Yes. That's a great name for yeah. a character. Uh-huh. He He's intelligent. I, I feel like, okay, so Nick Cage and Mandy... He he gets his advantage because the people he's going up against are all on drugs. They're, like, you know, spaced out and They're stuff. They're tripping balls, it's true. Yeah. Uh, up against a character with superior intellect... Who's very straight laced, very, very straight, straight edge. Very straight laced, and you know, I mean, I, I feel like he's he... the face of the of this matchup. Yeah, Na- uh, national treasure, Nick Cage, for sure. Though you're rooting for the heel because you like him. He's more of a Roddy Piper type of heel. He's in a cooler movie. Yeah, where you're like, I like this guy, even though he's a bad guy. I don't know, man. I think I think a head head to head matchup. You're gonna want this to go to a DQ because nobody wants to see either lose. I mean, that could be true. So maybe Mandy, Nick Cage pulls out his axe, and the ref stops the match. Uh oh, uh oh, no, you can't do DQ, that. DQ, disqualified. None you of can't that here. Do that in here, but then he still does, and he kills the guy. Murders him with a ma- with an axe. So yes, he he comes out on top, but it's a DQ. And he's definitely going to fucking jail. Oh, he's, yes.
0: He murdered he's, a man.
1: He's going to get arrested like Stone Cold in that one episode
0: of Raw. And I think, too, like, <laughs> kind of like how Stone Cold always used to just smash the Kobeers and stuff. Oh,
1: yeah, he's going to do some wild-ass Stone Cold well, shit. Well, he pours vodka all over yeah, himself he just, oh, like he does in vod- Mandy. Just jumps up. Can you imagine if Stone Cold used to chug entire bottles of vodka? Oh, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I'd burn the old
0: eyeballs right oh, there. I'll tell Jesus. you that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm thinking the same thing. Where I, I was imagining him getting like really, you know, beat down in the first part of yeah. the match. USA, yeah. USA, National Treasure mm-hmm. is getting chanted by the crowd yeah. for the face of the operation. But yeah, yeah, I think that he pulls out that fucking heathen axe from under the absolute under the um the ring apron. Yeah. i was trying to get what that thing's fucking. It's right called. down there. He right just under pulls the apron. It out.
1: Everybody, everybody in the crowd goes wild. Oh yeah. Woo! he's got the axe yeah and then they start going less wild when he starts chopping a man up like, in the oh ring. he murdered him oh damn it i thought this would be a performance yeah <laughs> it got real man okay
0: let's talk about another wild card fucking matchup that we got going on right here okay because nicholas the cage yeah he's no stranger to being a comic book man he's not he's been a comic book man several times many a time a lot of people would associate this with him ghost riding
1: right Sure, he's ridden a ghost. Dan Ketch riding that what ghost. What if that was, what if Ghost Riders thing was he rode a ghost? Oh, giddy up, ghost. Yeah, he's not a cool flaming scold, uh biker man. Biker guy. He just rides a ghost. Yeah. Not even like a ghost horse, just a ghost. Just a ghost. That ghost, like, my back really hurts. <laughs> You're really heavy. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm non corporeal. How why you, is your head on fire? How are you on me? I don't have a body. <laughs> and why do I feel your weight? Oh, I don't have a body. This afterlife is
0: misery. <laughs> Kill me again, bebaladi me, and bring me ba- back, so I don't have to live you through this. a
1: ghost, they get to live again. I guess so. Yeah. It would seem
0: that way anyway. All right, so we got a Ghost Rider, but he's also caged
1: up a Spider-Man. That's true. So, a Ghost Rider versus Spider Man Noir in Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Which is so fucking good. Yeah. God and damn. It's awesome. So, we got. I, I mean, Spider Man Noir, that makes me want, of course, this to be Ghost Rider Noir as well. I love so, we it. get like a Ghost Rider who's got a flaming skull, but he's also in like a Zoot suit or whatever. Ooh, and there's saxophone music and yeah. stuff. And there's steam uh, coming out of the grates. He's like a. I don't know, maybe he's a. a he's selling heroin in 1930s L.A. or something, and Spider-Man Noir has got to capture his uh, enterprise and destroy it? Yeah.
0: I don't know. (laughs) And there was a dame that just didn't amount to more than a hill of beans. Of course. Like there is, Of course. Of
1: course. But, uh, you know, maybe there's another leggy dame who comes in with a mysterious, you know, uh, case. Who's like, "My, my brother's missing, and it turns out, that the Ghost Rider, Nick Cage, has got him. So, Ghost Rider versus n- noir Spider-Man. Ooh. I mean, Ghost Rider and Spider-Man have teamed up before. Yeah, that's true. So that has happened. Now they're against each other. I'm saying Ghost Rider's got, like, demonic powers and shit, and spider Man is just Spider-Man. But... He's always inventive that Spider Man. You never know. He's got some
0: ways about He's him. He's got some ways. But here's the thing that I'm wondering. Is he Ghost Rider or is he Nicolas Cage on the set of Ghost Rider, who is <laughs> apparently an absolute <laughs> lunatic. Like like he is in real life? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you know anything about him on the set of Ghost Rider? No. He apparently went all the fuck out for okay. this, man. Like, in between scenes Lit and Lit his head on fire. Okay, so he painted his face with, like, corpse paint, and he donned, like, a robe and amulets, and he, like, screamed nonsense into the face of his co-actors and stuff. Huh. Like, speaking in tongues and going into a trance and shit. All like right. Like, he was absolutely untethered. I wow. think if that's going up against any kind of Spider-Man, I don't even care if it's Ghost Rider, like real Ghost Rider. I'm yeah, just saying I think, yeah, Nicolas that, Cage on the set of Ghost Rider. He's going to win that He can beat Spider-Man. Yeah. No, I'm with you.
1: I'm with you. Ghost Rider's got this one. I think so. All right. I think he's
0: got the advantage. Who we got next? All right. Next up, the next match that we have in our World Series of Cage matches here. What do you know about Nicolas Cage? Just running around, punching people in the face, detectiveizing,
1: hating some bees. <laughs> wicker man yeah looking, nick for a, cage. looking for his daughter of course yep he's on a quest he's on a quest he hates bees not Very a fan. allergic
0: not a fan yep. of those things man and he's facing off against a wily con mm. in a con air nick cage
1: oh buddy now we know one thing about Scruffy a con individual. air nick cage he can lose
0: his temper and people get hurt they definitely do get hurt. Do. But if we know one thing about Wicker Man. He loses temper, too. He can run punch a woman in the face. So imagine what he's doing to a man.
1: <laughs> yes. If he's going to run punch a woman in the face, he'll probably double run punch a man in the face. Both both arms yeah, out. Yeah, both arms out. Ultimate run punch. <laughs> I think that's Which what happens. Which is happen. a devastating maneuver, I'm sure. I mean, if you get hit with that. The ultimate run punch. Ooh, you're down for
0: the three count for sure. Fuck. Man. I this is tough, because Con Air, Nick Cage, man. He's a brawler. He's a brawler. Yeah, yeah like he's used to some rough situations. Yeah. He's been in the clink for
1: a while, man. I he's think been this, in the slammer. I think this is a real tough match. What where, if it's a hardcore match, too? It's a hard, it's it's hardcore gotta match. It's got to be a hardcore match. It's a real tough match where uh, where uh, Nick Cage in Wicker Man, he lands his running ultimate punch Oh yeah, for a, a one- two almost oh, he three kicks count. Out. he kicks oh, out kind of, oh damn <sighs> yeah and then you know he lands his uh beat you to death outside of a bar punch that's brutal <laughs> that'll do that'll get Maybe you thrown in jail like for stone sure cold the Luthes press stone cold used to do where he just fucking wails you in the face beat the shit out of. but him. instead of stopping he continues doing that until the person is incapacitated entirely
0: Here's the thing, though. The wins crowd, by TKO. <laughs> uh, yes.
1: And the crowd is definitely
0: on his side because he's got great hair. He does. Nicholas Cajun Con Air, flowing
1: locks. Flowing locks. He used his prison time to grow some great locks. He really did. He was like, if I'm, you know what? If I'm going to be in here, I'm going to look a little bit more like Jesus. I mean, fan favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I think he wins, man. I think Con Air Cage is kind of a little bit more of the
0: face in this operation. Yeah,
1: for sure. But I
0: think he comes out on top. He comes out on top. I'm pretty sure. By beating
1: a man to death. Yeah, by beating him <laughs> to death with his fists.
0: Because sometimes that happens. Yeah. Who hasn't been there? Who?
1: Everybody's been in a situation, you obviously. Know, who
0: amongst us that hasn't done that can cast the first stone?
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Pick up your stones. See what happens. Toss them. I'll beat you to death. <laughs> All
0: right. All right, moving on.
1: stones, you bastard.
0: Now, what do you know about a Nicolas Cage? You know, he's been some superheroes from Marvel. He's also just been a superhero of his own accord in that kick-ass universe. kick-ass,
1: yeah. He's Big Daddy.
0: Big Daddy. Kind of a Batman type.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of, like, uh, gadgets and doodads and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're going to pat him down before he gets into the ring with those things. Facing
1: off against... Face Off, Nicholas Cage, who, who is insane, nuts as shit. Yep, he is one hundred percent insane. Now, here's how I think this one plays out. Okay. All right, everybody's expecting nuts as shit Nick Cage from Face Off, but they just faced off. It's Travolta now.
0: Oh, so Travolta's coming in. It's Travolta
1: in. now <sighs> with Nick Cage's face trying to act crazy. But Scientology. It's a fake Diesel situation is what I'm saying. Yeah, fake Diesel. Yep. Okay, so everybody yep. in the crowd's like, what the fuck's going on? They're booing, goddammit. Boo. Bring out the real one. Because he's getting his ass just handed to him by Beat Big Down. Daddy, who, of course, they did check him for weapons, but Hit Girl, he's got one hidden. She's, She's in, in the over corner. The yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden- Nick Cage's music plays again. Out comes John Travolta, who is Nick Cage. Oh. Everybody pops off. Oh. Real Nick Cage. He comes running in, beating the shit out of Big Daddy. The ref doesn't know what to do. Holy shit. Then the ref's got his back turned. Hit girl gives Big Daddy a uh, 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 pistol. <laughs> he yeah. He pistol whips the shit out of him. Yeah. And then uh, tries to pin Travolta. Ref won't count it. Oh, shit. It's Travolta. Yeah. The ref's like, not the right guy. He's not in the match. Then of course Travolta Nick Cage. It's a big mix up. Yeah, he he hits a fucking, you know, backwards four hundred and fifty degrees much
0: oh, salt. Wait, hang on, hang on. Before that happens, before <laughs> yeah, all that goes okay. down, Travolta Cage uh-huh. has has him pinned, has Big Daddy pinned yeah. and stuff. And the ref is not recognized. He's like, no, no, bro, no. You're not in the match. Travolta's uh-huh. not in the match. Nick Cage is in the match. Uh-huh. And then um Travolta with Nick Cage's face. Jumps into the ring. They rip off each other's faces. <laughs>
1: Switch faces. Switch
0: faces.
1: Pin. One, two, three. <laughs> yes. Then he and wins. And then they become a reluctant tag team. They hated each other before this Dude. match, but now they've had to work it out and reluctant tag rip team. Rip their faces off. Yeah. So, you know, next night on Raw, of course, you got Hit Girl <sighs> and Big Daddy versus. Travolta Cage. Which one's which? which one's now which? I'm not yeah, really. Yeah, that's the big. That's the sure big draw. Really. Jr. is saying the whole night.
0: And which one's gonna be which? <laughs> they could be switching faces all night long. There's no telling. <laughs> Ain't no way to know. Yeah, I, I love think it. that's awesome. That's a
1: pretty because especially match. if
0: you're watching it. Obviously, Big Daddy's like the you know he's the he's the face. Like he's the one yeah. that you want to win. But Everybody what the bad guys are doing mm-hmm. is so fucking cool. You get drawn yeah, you in. You just gotta love it. Dude, yeah. we could script some matches.
1: For sure we I'm could. I'm just saying. Absolutely. We're AEW, not even call us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're fucking halfway in the bag right AEW now. I think
1: AEW needs our help. WWE yeah. probably does, though, because their shit. Ugh. They probably got more money, too. So I will That's gladly <laughs> help. Vince, call us. Give us a holla. Yeah.
0: Imagine us sober working. <laughs> Come on. We get so much done. Vince would be like, why? Uh, why, why? Why would you be sober? Why in the world would you be sober? <laughs>
1: You're fired!
0: <laughs> Imagine what a great Batman he would make. He,
1: Vince actually would if they ever. He's already cut up, old man Batman. Fuck. Vince McMahon could do it, like Dark Knight. And era. he's a real billionaire, so he would act like Bruce Wayne would actually act, Holy like an shit. asshole. <laughs> we we just called it. We did Vince
0: McMahon as Bruce Wayne or Thomas Wayne. We could Eagle have him One. play
1: Thomas Wayne. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it's a story where Batman finds out that if his parents had survived, it would have been terrible because his dad was an asshole. I like imagining him like Vince
0: McMahon walking down Crime yeah. Alley, like kicking those arms and legs out and stuff. So
1: cool! Holds, like pulls He's out like, the gun like, hold still. <laughs> I can't what the shoot hell are you, you gonna do with that, pal?
0: <laughs> Stop walking all weird. I can't get a clear shot at you. Oh shit! I accidentally <laughs> shot your wife. That's how it all went down. Yeah, Linda McMahon dead. Des. yeah because <laughs> like Vince Man is just silly walking all over that fucking thing I love it yeah I want to
1: see that yeah. I'm here
0: for that man that's the best match yeah so far. for sure okay we got one more here in the cage match lineup uh-huh so this you is know, the headliner this is the headliner that's What
1: everybody's coming for
0: because obviously we're talking about vampires kiss today yeah. and uh so we've got to have uh. Um, Mr. Lowe. Yeah. Low Is his, what's his first name? Is it Brian? Peter? Peter Low. Mm. Peter Lou. 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 Nicholas Cage. Obviously the heel. Yeah. For sure. He's got all his money. He's got his big suit. He's strutting yeah. into that, that fucking arena.
1: He's kinda like kinda like mankind before he got popular. Yeah. When he was just like coming to the ring and like rip out his hair and shit. Like he just does like real weird shit and everybody's like, What the
0: fuck? Dude, I don't Who like this guy. guy. Yeah. He's not really normal like us. Yeah. <laughs> like us, normal people. And then strutting out to the ring after him, the underdog competitor here, coming out a lot more subtle, a lot more, you know, laid back. Our man High from Raisin, Arizona. Yep, yeah,
1: he comes in pretty much Orange Cassidy style, hands in his pockets, hands in the pockets, dude. Yeah, That's literally what I was thinking. Yeah. just walks in. Got maybe he's got a panty on his head. Who knows? He might have
0: a dang panty on his head. Boy, you got a panty on your head?
1: Yeah, yeah. He, I think he comes down. He comes down real cool. You know, uh, maybe, maybe you know, he's trying to get the match going. Uh, We've got Vampire's Kits, Peter Lowe. He's just over in the corner, just like sort of gibbering to himself and stuff. Totally. And then like, you know, maybe, maybe H.I. goes over and gives him a little... Kick with the foot, just like, a tap. Hey, what you doing over hey, there? What
0: you doing over there, buddy?
1: And then he just fucking jumps on him. Yeah, I'm a
0: vampire. He's I'm a vampire. He's like running. You yeah. know what he's doing? He's running laps around the ring. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, a vampire. vampire. I'm, I'm a vampire. A vampire. Yeah. He's drawing all this attention to himself, but what he doesn't know, he's wearing himself out.
1: He's wearing himself. That's what's gonna end up being his undoing. It's yeah. a, it's because it's an Iron Man match. Yeah, don't oh, I not yes, tell yes. you? No, it's huh? a sixty minute Iron Man. It match. just makes sense. And of course, he he's gonna get a couple pins in there. Maybe a submission with his a uh, neck bite submission move he uses. Um, 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 yeah. um, um,
0: um, um, <laughs> just
1: chowing on yeah. Yeah.
0: I think he's definitely got some moves too where he like goes from a standstill in the ring to jumping up to the top turnbuckle.
1: Absolutely. That vertical that yes. he's got in this movie. <laughs> yeah. There you are. There you are. God
0: damn. And then a clothesline or something he is happens after in this that. Movie. Holy fucking shit, man. Yeah. My God.
1: I think I think it goes. 3-2. Three, Three pins to two pins in the end. That last pin comes in the last five seconds. But they're like, oh, no, is it going to end in a tie? But Uh-oh. then, of course, out of nowhere, H.I. lands his, I don't know, what's his maneuver? I'll tell you what exactly what happens. Let's Just hear. when we think that high is down and out, yeah,
0: I think that that low is like celebrating a little bit too hard. Mm-hmm. The ref is trying to like fucking get him out of the way, get him out. Hey, get yeah. back to the match, sir. You're showboating and stuff. That's when that fucking Lone Horseman of the Apocalypse comes out of the ring. Oh, damn. I think he fucking
1: grenades his ass. He grenades his ass. Okay. I think, and the ref doesn't see, of course. Right, yeah. He just turns around to an exploded body and he's like, ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Well, this is over. (laughs) I guess you win.
0: Guess he blew up. (laughs) So you win by default. Yeah. Opponent exploded.
1: I don't know if we can pull that one at WWE, but we'll try. We'll try We'll God try Vince. We'll do our best. Oh, or you know what? <laughs> God damn it. Better ending.
0: Let's hear it. At the end of the match, fucking high babe alleys him. <laughs> so he could come home with a dang old baby. <laughs> the, Don't be coming home. next week no he's baby. just
1: carrying the baby around. Yep. <laughs> yes. I'd love it.
0: Not With his wife not knowing, that's actually the baby version of him from some other movie. Yeah, and he's a vampire. That's going to get
1: weird when that vampire kid grows baby. up. Vampire baby. Yeah, that's going to get real weird. It's going to be a real fussy <laughs> child. It's gonna be like that vampire baby in Twilight. But so you know what he says? Scurry.
0: Her womb was a barren place where his seed could find no purchase. <laughs> so he's got to bay ballad his movie. fucking opponent so amazing he can come Arizona home with a dang baby. Is one of the best, dude. It is a fucking ten. Yeah. That movie is amazing, hysterical, super mm-hmm. quotable, incredible yeah. cast. Yeah, fuck, I love that movie so good. again. And I love high, and I love that he won that match. Yep,
1: <laughs> he did too. it. As a boy, we were. We really put together a pay per view there. That's quite a fucking cage match. Yeah, I'll for tell sure. you that. All we man. need now are clones of Nicolas Cage. And let him duke it the fuck let out. Let go it himself. I bet he'd love that, honestly. We need a ring. We
0: need three ropes. We need some camera people. Mm-hmm. And we got ourselves a hell of a let's PPV, man. Yeah. Trademark dead and lovely. <laughs> I'll tell you what, before we get into this movie, let's get into another old Kobeer. Let's get
1: into a burr.
0: We got ourselves something I just picked up. From uh, the delivery place today, what come from us, from my boy, Miles and Jason. Thank you guys yep. so much for sending us good stuff like you always do. From Great Notion Brewing, this is all the way from Utah, isn't it? Is it from uh, Utah? No, they're,
1: they're, they're up in the Pacific Northwest. The P and Dubs? Yeah.
0: Portland, Oregon. There you go. Oregon. Or Portland, Maine, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Unappropriate quote considering this beer itself which is Come Play With Us. And it is a, let's see, what kind of beer is this? Some kind of a stout or something. It's it's an imperial stout with coffee, maple syrup, natural, and artificial flavors. I'm more interested in the artificial ones. Yeah, I want to know
1: what they're all about. Is it supposed to taste like plastic?
0: Where you come from? Who your name is? (laughs) How come you're not natural?
1: Yeah, what's your deal? Are you a replicant flavor? flavor? Oh, no. Does it even know if it's a replicant flavor? This beer's getting deep. Yeah. It's getting real deep-like. Now we gotta think about it.
0: The can's got two little little Yeti girl twins and their blue dress is standing in front of the elevators and it looks like a whole bunch of beer stouts coming out behind them. And it's cool, too, because it's got the shining carpet design, but, like, the, the carpet is actually hops in the center. Oh, I just wow. noticed that. That's a cool fucking detail.
1: Dude, you know what this smells like? What? It smells like a pancake place up in Gatlinburg.
0: Dude, so the thing is, is, you know... Whenever they sent us some beers before, there was yeah. that one French toast out right. that got like that got destroyed. destroyed yeah. And it smelled like breakfast as soon as I yeah, opened yeah. the box. I was like, oh, man, this smells absolutely awesome. This
1: one definitely has that same sort of just like coffee and, and maple syrup.
0: They also sent us some awesome shining swag. Yeah, a really so sick cool.
1: fucking keychain
0: that's oh. like the, the door tag from room 237 mm-hmm. and a great magnet and stuff. Thank you guys so much. You all are too fucking sweet. Ooh, buddy. What do you think about that beer? Is it too sweet or is it just right?
1: It's uh it's not too sweet, surprisingly, from the maple flavor that that comes off of it. It's just maple without being too sweet. Like I like that. It's got the coffee. Oh god, it smells like breakfast. You're exactly right. It does, right? right? Oh it, man. It's got the coffee flavor and the maple flavor really, really like balanced together. Jesus Christ, yeah. that is good. Yeah. It's rich. Yeah, it is rich. That, that is a rich. I was rich, gonna say it's rich, rich and beer. you you can feel that heat from the alcohol, but it, it's not like an a, a strong bad flavor. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's just kind of there. That maple and coffee flavor mm. just sticks with you. It's That's so a palate coder, right so there. It's so good, man. yeah.
0: Oh, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could. I mean, I couldn't handle a lot of these because that is heavy. It is. But man, I could see myself ordering this if I'd had it before. Because Jesus. The thing about it is, is like I'm
0: usually not very into maple like maple anything yeah like maple candies it, and stuff yeah yuck.
1: yeah i i like natural maple syrup imitation uh, maple flavor can sometimes stand out to me as weird does oh, taste weird right. yeah, yeah
0: totally man but this with that like coffee flavor yeah that oh, balances it really well it is a stack of pancakes and a cup of coffee yeah for sure and a Kobe code
1: Man, you know, every That's good. I get cravings for pancakes from time to time and every time I make them I'm like, first pancake I'm like, yeah, I know why I made pancakes. By the third pancake I'm like, why the fuck did I make pancakes? You just get so, like that heavy sinking feeling in your stomach from several pancakes even though they're so fucking good. Yeah, they are, man. Yeah. I love a blueberry pancake. Yeah, me too. That's I, my ride. I uh, I also like cornmeal pancakes from Never time to those. time. Oh, they're good. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Probably like Got a little, little more texture, too. A little more earthy. Yeah, though. yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Good
1: stuff. All right.
0: I'll try that sometime. I love this beer. This is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's, Thank it's, you, guys. It's very, very good. So, so very fucking much. It is a delight. And kind of, maybe, I don't know, as was this movie? Question I like this mark?
1: movie. mark? I do like this movie. I think... Um, I know you only got to watch it once. Yeah, for the first time last night. Yeah. And I think everybody should watch. If somebody's listening right now and they're like, am I even going to watch this movie? I've listened to this show for over an hour to find out if I should watch this. Answer? Yeah. You should watch this movie without reading anything about it. Just watch it go into it blind. Then after that, go to Wikipedia, read the synopsis of the movie, and then watch the movie again. Then rate and review on iTunes. No, you can rate and review us anytime. Five stars, of course. Five stars. Yeah, yeah. it would help, <laughs> and it is free. You could rate and review the entire time you are doing that. You could be writing a review while you watch the movie, but it will probably obstruct your understanding of the movie. It could be. Yeah. 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 But this. Yeah. This. This movie. It seems to make no sense. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Especially first time through. Yes. Yeah. It seems to make no sense. I think. I think it does make sense and we'll, we'll get to exactly what it is that the movie is doing, but really our story is uh, Nick Cage is, he works in a, a publishing place, whatever. I don't know exactly what they do, but they publish it. It's literature. He says he's a literary man. That's not just literature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, but he has a personality disorder. And there is something... He is particularly going through something in this movie where he is now experiencing a further psychosis than he's ever had. Sure seems that way. And he is basically conflating some events in his head to, I am a vampire now. And he is hallucinating a lot of events with the... Uh, a person that he may have only briefly talked to in a bar maybe yeah and um he is also at work torturing uh, a, a young woman who works for him definitely yeah and in the end he uh dies spoilers yeah so that's the movie that's what happens but that's not a good description of the movie <laughs> because a lot of shit. Put happens. that on the back of the box. Yeah, it, it is a wild fucking it's movie. Wild. Okay, so this movie, uh, nineteen eighty nine. It um, it's the first movie by Robert Bierman. Joseph Minion's, uh, you know, third or fourth script. I, I can't remember which. Joseph Minion wrote this about his toxic relationship that he was having. With producer of this movie, Barbara Zitwer. Ooh. Yes. That's comfortable. Right. Now, I don't know if she knew that the script was about her before they started making the movie or if she figured it out along the way, but they ended up breaking up in the middle of the production. I bet the set was not tense whatsoever. I can't imagine why it would be.
0: <laughs> Especially when you throw <laughs> fucking cocaine personified Nicholas Cage Mid-Cades, into the mix. right. Yeah. yeah. The one-man giallo film. Dude. Yeah. That's exactly what the fuck he is. Yep.
1: (laughs) All (laughs) elements of Giallo personified Nicolas um, Cage. So the 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 script was about him dealing with this toxic relationship and how he felt like she was sucking the life out of him. Vampire style. Vampire style. And his own experience with the depression because of it and maybe even just, you know, some regular old Bad relationship stuff like gaslighting and whatnot where you just can't even recognize what reality is.
0: But can you imagine being in a relationship with your partner and things are, like, not going well for you? Right. And rather than confronting the situation and maybe, I don't know, talking about it, you let it continue to grow so much that you find yourself on the set of a Hollywood movie with your partner as the producer, making a movie about your problems. Yeah, I mean, that- I'm gonna guess this guy has a flair for the dramatic. Maybe, but maybe also. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever let a problem get that big with your wife?
1: No, no, we <laughs> talk about everything. But I mean, my my wife's not uh, she's not toxic. It's like she's not in any way potentially like you know mentally abusive or anything. And I can see how somebody who maybe early in the relationship tried to talk things out and got, you know, berated and pushed down and just kind of treated b- badly uh-huh. might find that there's really no way out, especially if, you, if they're going to be the producer on the movie you just sold.
0: I got to drag this bitch onto a movie set. She'll get it then.
1: <laughs> no, I, I no, no, I don't think that I think like what I'm saying is he couldn't escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like there was no escape for him. He, he he's the escape was fortunately she got what he was saying, eventually. Right? Apparently, but, yeah, maybe. But again, I don't know the full situation. But he definitely felt like the relationship was terrible, yeah, and toxic yeah. and bad for him. So that's what he's playing out throughout the script. Then you bring Nick Cage in, who <laughs> you could see this as, uh. Just uh, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing whatever performance, but I over the top of shit. It is very over the top, but I don't think that's what it
0: is, dude. I wasn't ready for his performance in this movie, like the the wild and crazy anything goes
2: wild and crazy guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, Nicholas Cage that we've known for the past like decade or so. Yeah, that's still like a new thing to me. Like we're like Nicholas Cage did Mandy. He doesn't give a fuck about what he's doing anymore. He's crazy. Sure. Yeah. Like I thought that was kind of a newer side <laughs> of. His personality and then you go all the way back to 1980 88 89 89 yeah and you're like oh he was giving us a preview of what he's going to be doing like 30 years later <laughs> i of yeah this is like the highest level of how fucking bonkers he has ever been in a movie i think yeah yeah
1: i think so i think it, but it's the character that's bringing it out i think nick cage is real good at finding the the root of a character and kind yeah. of you know we don't always maybe agree with what nick cage sees in the character and that's why we think he's so over the top and so loony sometimes but he has found something in that character and he is magnifying it that's what oh, he's yeah. always doing oh and yeah
0: yeah he doesn't really just phone it in like no ever. no yeah
1: <laughs> so he is he really went all out for this And what he's playing is a character who is a Patrick Bateman type. Right. Dude, I got that vibe.
0: It was probably only about half an hour into this movie where I was like, Mm -hmm. this feels very American Psycho. It is this like corporate yuppie 80s. You know, I'm obsessed with climbing I've the corporate ladder guy. I've got too much money,
1: I've got too much power, and too much cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he Clearly,
0: clearly like, sees women as objects. Yep,
1: absolutely. People... And
0: has hallucinations and delusions, yeah. and weird idea of his persona and self. I was like, man, this reminds me a lot of American Psycho.
1: Yeah, he definitely has a personality disorder of some sort um, that's playing out. But also, you know, just the way that he... Um, he's playing a role now Patrick Bateman Patrick Bateman's role is trying to appear normal and he does it by being understatedly so yeah this character (laughs) Peter Lowe Peter Lowe I feel like perhaps maybe he's come from an even more advantaged position where he's never had to curtail anything to please anyone else so the person he's pretending to be isn't some consistent human we would recognize Mm -hmm. it is this very wild disorganized insanity that you could only put together if you don't have normal interactions with regular people and you also have a personality disorder and you also have an excessive amount of money, so no one ever questions you. Yeah, because clearly everybody around him just kind of accepts his yep. lunacy. They say he's eccentric. Like you know, the other bosses that he works with just laugh at him, chasing Alva into a women's well, room. Because the
0: thing is, is like they're all sociopaths too. Yeah,
1: exactly. Again, very that's very how it's American portraying. It. Yep, that's exactly how it's portraying. It. And again, this is two years before American Psycho.
0: That's the thing that's shocking about yeah. this. Like, I was watching this going, oh, this took a lot from American Psycho. And then, ironically, the American Psycho movie took a lot from this. Yep. But actually, American Psycho,
1: Brett Easton Ellis' book, must have taken a lot from this, or at least. Two people had a very similar view of yuppies in New York City. I mean, it in was eighties, a, a pretty obvious outlook yeah. on that culture. So, yeah, I wouldn't say necessarily Brett Easton, but when you're similar. Yes, but when you see Christian Bale's performance, he was basing it off of uh, not just as we talked about in our American Psycho episode Tom Cruise um, in but general. also <laughs> off of, uh, Nick Cage's performance in Vampire's Kiss. Absolutely. So that's so. why you can definitely pull in some similarities there. Whether or not Brad Easton and Ellis just saw this movie and kind of repeated some of the things he saw or the, it, it really probably was just, this is what New York was like mm-hmm. and dealing with yuppies like this. These are the characters you run into. Yeah. These
0: soulless fucking sociopaths yeah, who have
1: no idea how to interact with regular people. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so it's hard to say what influenced what.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, well, you know, life influenced Vampire, art. Yeah. Both of those. Yeah, Vampire's Kiss came first. So, no way it was influenced by American Psycho. But whether or not they. Yeah, I, I don't know what Bread Easton, uh, Easton Ellis. Definitely, like, we talked about it in the American Psycho episode. I don't remember it because I smoked the pot. The pots? So, if you want to know more about the Bread Easton Ellis bit, go to american psycho because i, I definitely that talked about it it was a really good episode so yeah.
0: be sure to check that out
1: rate and review yeah. On itunes yeah for sure but yeah so this is this is uh he is playing a yuppie character who never he he is bratty he's a brat oh he yeah. acts very much like a child in some scenes intentionally like nick cage got this character better than anybody would have ever gotten this character
0: and that's the thing that i really wonder about is like you know from what you're saying, the production and everything, this this was written as this guy being like, "I'm in a toxic blood sucking relationship." Right. I want to put this on screen, yeah. And sometimes it almost feels like, and then they invited Nicolas Cage, yes, who he, just dominated the entire thing to such an yeah. extent that it turned into something else entirely.
1: Yeah, he brought something more to the character, maybe. But I mean, you know, and, and there is a good bit of improv from Nick Cage in in here, but a large portion of it's in the script. So okay. like it, it's it's not like he, he's not like he turned it into something it was never meant to be, but he definitely made it his. Oh, he dominated yeah. it. Yeah, for fucking sure. Mm-hmm. And every everybody else is is playing everything straight, which is kind of like when you watch, say, American Psycho. There's like a air of comedy sometimes. This you could see as a comedy. <laughs> Or it's you, hard not to laugh at some parts. Or you can see as a drama, but you can't see them simultaneously. As, it, it's not. It can't be both. If you watch it as a drama, you've got to ignore some parts. If you watch yeah. it as a comedy, you've got to ignore some parts. Yeah.
0: Honestly, like the thing about it is, is there's there's parts in this movie where, especially towards the front, where you could easily laugh about how over the top his psychosis is
1: making yeah. him act. Cause he, I mean, just from the moment he starts talking. You're like, what is this voice? What is this accent? Yeah, what's going on? But then
0: towards the end of the movie, whenever it's him, covered in blood and slobbering and disheveled on the street,
1: talking to like a wall, yeah, thinking he's talking to his psychiatrist, telling her that he raped a woman and murdered a person, and she's just like, "It's It's no big deal." Yeah, like you start to see that, like, like yeah, he he's he's definitely got like. There's, this is, I I think horror is probably the best genre for this because you can't define it as a comedy or a drama without really. omitting certain moments. No. So horror probably fits it best, even though it's like, it, I mean, there are real scary moments because Nick Cage is scary. <laughs> like, but also a lot of it feels like more of a, a thriller at times, but it's not a thriller. There's no like, there's no, like, you're not on the edge of your seat wondering what's going to happen or who's who's to blame or whatever. You know everything the whole time. So I think it is just horror is probably the best genre, even though you're going to laugh at it, and you're also going to be horrified by it, and it's also going to make you just be like, what is happening? Yeah, what the fuck is going on yeah. here? Also think, too, you know, with, with the
0: closing of the movie, with it being him... You know, on the street, just this disheveled, pitiful piece of shit. Covered in blood. Begging people to kill him and stuff. It it also, I think, doesn't make fun or make light of mental illness. Absolutely not. I think it shows you at the end of the day, like, this is fucked up and this is sad and this person is damaged and needs help. I don't feel like this ever, you know, despite Nicolas Cage's insane fucking performance in this I don't think it ever goes out of its way to be like, isn't it funny when people
1: are crazy? Yeah, he's It's not, funny. He's, he's crazy. He's not trying to be funny. He's trying to portray a character who's portraying a character.
0: So that's something about this that I thought was really fucking interesting, is one of the first things that Kate and I both commented on when we were watching this last night is his fucking accent. Yeah. It's like this, it's somewhere in between like, I'm trying to sound European and uh-huh. I'm trying to sound like a surfer. Yep. Like, what the fuck is this accent? You're just trying to sound like you're not from the East Coast is what you're trying to do.
1: He He's actually... Um, he's trying to... He, you'll notice when he talks to people who are below him in station, he really... Uh, he pulls it back some. Mm-hmm. But when he's talking to people who are equal to him in station... He really puts it, it on up. thick, yeah, because he thinks that that's what smart people sound like. Yes, and that's what he's doing. And I'm not saying Nick Cage thinks that. Nope, I'm saying the character Peter Lowe Peter thinks Lowe that. Thinks like that. Nick Cage got into this character so much that he was like, he would talk to people differently he would talk to people differently and every time he's talking you don't know if that's how he really sounds
0: and that's what i was wondering about man like when i was watching this movie i was like is his accent mad inconsistent through this whole movie
1: it is but that's intentional
0: but yeah that that's when i started noticing the patterns of like how he talks to his psychologist versus the way he talks to alva versus the way he talks to other characters in the movie where you're like okay He's playing a character who is putting on an accent, who yeah. is acting. Yeah. He's an actor acting like a character who is doing acting yeah. depending on who he's with. Exactly. That's bonkers. It is bonkers. Like there's so many <laughs> layers to that that it honestly, like, just thinking about it that yeah. way made me appreciate this movie
1: so much more. Yeah, me too. It it it's just like one of those It's one of those performances where you could see it as he was just coke to the gills and this is what came out easy to see it that way easy to see it that way but i think very clearly he may have still been coke to the gills but while he was on cocaine he was putting a lot of thought into his character if there was no snow (laughs) involved with his portrayal i would be shocked that'd be a big
0: surprise yeah (laughs) I would be fucking stunned, man. There's no way. Yeah. like, You don't fucking jump up on a desk. You don't fucking scream the alphabet at somebody. The entire alphabet. Without some booger sugar.
1: Which absolutely had to be an improv because the line that the psychiatrist says after sounds like an improv. I know, right? You know your alphabet. I know. I thought
0: the same thing, too, where I was like, it seems like she's genuinely reacting to that. I', I and somewhere in the middle too of him reciting the alphabet she's like and
1: uh like her line gets yeah, cut off yeah, by
0: him it does and it seems very natural like he was yeah. just going for it
1: yeah dr glazer elizabeth ashley she, she's awesome she's awesome in this and she she's like she she beca- she's like his maternal character like very much he, yes he whines to her right? yeah he complains to her and she just kind of is trying to help him you know Through these things, but also she becomes slowly more scared by him each time she sees him. Yeah, until the last time, which is not real. No, (laughs) but in that time, all the it's just his fantasy of what he wants mommy therapist to say to him. Yeah, which is you're good. Everything you do is good, and it's no big deal. Super Freudian. And I also found you a girl to be with.
0: Uh, And also. As Kate pointed out, it's the mom from The Stupids. It is. It's the mom from The <laughs> it Stupids. It is the mom from The
1: Stupids, yeah.
0: She's about to go find that drive bee, dude. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Dude, one day, wild card. Uh, it does sound like a fun one. The Stupids. The Stupids, yeah. If you want that, let us know on the fucking Facebook page. For real. Because I would love to do The Stupids.
1: Yeah. It's it got fucking Christopher
0: Lee in it, man.
1: It does. That's it's true. Great. That's pretty much horror. If Christopher Lee's in a movie, it's pretty much... Like, 10% more horror than it was before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why we do Lord of the Rings every fucking <laughs> exactly, year. Exactly. Because Christopher Lee's in it. I'm already getting excited Me about it. Me too. I really way. have to get on reading those books. I got The Hobbit down. Yeah? Yeah. And I've, down- I've downloaded the books as read by Smeagol himself.
0: No. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: There's a there's a more recent version that was done by... Fuck, what's his name? Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis, yeah. Really? huh Yeah. Holy shit. And he's great at voices, so... I'm excited to get oh, into it. Oh, I might have to fucking get this, Yeah, man. it's really cool.
0: Damn.
1: So, yeah, I mean, uh, who else we got in here? We got uh we got a Jennifer Beals. A Jennifer Beals. Who a plays Beals. the vampire.
0: Just being, you know what, as always, very plain. Yeah,
1: hard to look at, right? Very homely. <laughs> yeah, she's a pretty lady there, that Jennifer Beals. Bless
0: her. She gets by on her personality <laughs> yeah. with a little help from her friends. Yeah. Bless her heart, man. She,
1: um, you know plays a role that is a little a little hard to define because we don't know exactly how much of because like we how do know is she we do know all right there's one way to look at it that he met her at that one bar where he asked her if she got that joke or whatever and and then that's it and then he fantasizes every yeah. Interaction with her, and then goes after her in the club, and that's real. And she has doesn't no know idea. what he's talking about. Yeah, she re- remembers meeting him, and that's it.
0: I wonder about that because even in that scene where like he meets her and compliments her earrings or whatever, yeah. he's like on the back side of a booth, and she's on the front side of the booth, and they're not even really looking at each other, yeah. like eye to eye, right? Like they're kind of back to back talking to each yeah. other, and I'm like, how real is that interaction? Exactly.
1: Anyway, so we we really don't know, like exactly what the extent yeah. of their relationship was she is. really a vampire well, who see, sucked his blood that's the question is it, it i i think no i think she is not a vampire the the simplest way to look at this movie she's not a vampire it's all hallucinations he's uh creating all this in his mind because he's uh, falling into psychosis and blaming it all but, on this woman
0: right again this is like a very if you you know dig into the the psychology of a lot of psychopaths yeah and serial killers yeah. a lot like Ted Bundy for example like yeah. all of his stuff went back to this brunette woman he was obsessed yeah. with yeah
1: deification of 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 one individual and then trying to like make Project other people out. that person yeah. exactly yeah. so
0: it's like that is a very sociopathic serial killer yes. kind of mentality so it would make sense that he saw this woman in this club and just got instantly obsessed with her and is like oh yeah this woman is running my life she's ruling my life she turned me into a vampire now i have to suck blood for her yeah and well, we yada. know
1: that he's He's not a vampire, but it's possible. There is a way of looking at this where she is a vampire. You can watch this movie either yeah. way. In, in, the, in that, basically, he would be like her, you know, Renfield. And he's never... She's not going to turn him into a vampire. She just basically feeds on him and uses him for her, her ends. Yeah. There is a possibility, because in the club it does seem like whenever they're pulling him away and he's shouting she's a, she's a vampire look at her teeth she does sort of look to the side and smirk now she that has could this just knowing be, glance that could just be and what i think it is just a relieved i don't have to deal with this they've fixed the man who was grabbing me by the arm that yeah. i barely what know. the fuck was that yeah I'm i'm relieved but you could possibly see it as she's like i got away with it like yeah. Nobody here knows I'm an actual vampire. The
0: ambiguity of the entire thing is played really well to me. Because, like, you could explain away everything in either direction. Sure. Where you're like, okay, he didn't actually get bit by a, a vampire. He cut himself shaving the next day. That's why he yeah, has a Band-Aid when, on his neck the yeah, whole time. Yeah, because when he's movie. shaving,
1: you don't see bite marks. No. There are no bite marks. Uh-uh. And he supposedly got bit the night before. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're like, okay, so he cut himself shaving, hence the Band-Aid yeah. on his neck. Uh, and, but then you could also say, you know, later that same morning when he goes to bring her coffee in bed and there's nobody there, well, maybe she just vampired her way. Maybe she's invisible, because vampires can do that.
1: Sure, or maybe she was never there. Maybe she was never there at all. She was never there in the first place. You can honestly watch this movie either way. You could, I think there's one very important moment to see that she is in fact not a vampire, and that is when it shows the moment where they're supposedly making love we can't imagine that he met her in that bar they had a one night stand sure and he in his mind created this whole she turned me into a vampire narrative the reason why i think that is when it cuts to them in his apartment about to have sex the camera center camera we see you see on the the left them in the bed center of the camera is a mirror showing us their reflections. You see oh. her reflection. And I think that's a very that's the clear, viewer like, sees. Yeah, the that's a very clear moment where the director is showing us she's not in fact a vampire. He is. This is all delusion. Everything is being made up. But that means that she did have to have come to his apartment for a one night stand. So that that must have happened. Okay. Or or. And again, this is the you-can-explain-anything-away-if-you-try-hard-enough
0: mentality. Okay. Uh, Kate was talking about this the other day, because somebody was at the party as a vampire, and we started talking about vampire stuff. Okay. So, they could have gone fucking deep enough into vampire lore that they dug into this little nugget. The reason that vampires couldn't be seen in a mirror... We've talked about this before, yeah. In classic mythology... Yeah. ...is because that... Mirrors were coated with silver, yeah. silver being like, a, I guess, a holy material. Silver is a
1: ward against any undead. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But modern mirrors are not made with that. Nope. They're so just, you should be able to see a vampire. You should still be
1: able to see them, yes. In a and modern that, mirror. That would, yes, that's a good explanation. Absolutely. I think that makes it then, uh, again, more ambiguous. Yeah. Was she actually a vampire? Was she driving him uh, beyond his already you know, uh, personality disorder into psychosis by basically gaslighting him. Yeah. Which could then, you know, you you could look at this toxic relationship, uh, source for this actual script and think like, well, that would make all the sense in the world, wouldn't it? Yeah. Why would the author of this who sees himself in a toxic relationship and wants to get out but doesn't know how make himself the villain of the the script right but also you could see that as he recognizes he has the power to leave and he doesn't mm-hmm. so he's he's and, and you know that seems to be a thing Peter's going through where he you know she's like trying to get him to tell him her how much she means to him or whatever and yeah. he's like "No, Say, I please. love you yeah like all that like there, there could be this like this is the dismantling of, of a person who already was experiencing some mental illness mm-hmm. uh, by a person who just doesn't care and likes to torture them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, but then also, too, how being in a relationship like that affects you when you're interacting with other people. Yeah. So, like, this is a thing that, again, I wish I could have rewatched the movie a few more times because I think I would have gotten a lot more out of it than what I did just off of watching it once. But Sure, yeah. after watching it last night and thinking about it all day today, I was thinking about how, you know, at home, when he's with Jennifer Beals, yeah. uh, he is being dominated. Yes,
1: she is. is literally on top yep, all the always. time. She's sucking from him. She is taking his essence, his yeah. life from him. And She's like, the one in charge.
0: Opens up his Band-Aid yeah. wound so she can suck blood mm. from it. Like He's very much the bottom in this relationship. Yep. But then as soon as he goes out into the world... Oh,
1: yeah, that's when he takes his power back. That's when he takes charge. Yeah. It's
0: like he is... hes You know what he is? He's Renfield in the sheets, Dracula in the streets.
1: <laughs> it is true.
0: Because it's like he's taking everything that she is doing to him
1: and doing it to Alva. Everyone else. Well, yeah, Alva and also uh Casey Lemons, his girlfriend in the beginning, Jackie. Yeah. Who like, she luckily gets she gets out. Yeah. She gets away. But um yeah, yeah,
0: you're right. He is He's he, like, I'm a vampire. I've got all this power, I've got all this control, I'm gonna dominate you, I'm gonna terrify yeah. you. But then at home, he's the one being dominated.
1: Yeah. And yeah, he's that. That's uh, the scene where he tells Alva she's the lowest on the totem pole. The scene where he makes his eyes as wide (laughs) as fucking Which is that meme that you've seen a million times. Which when it got to that part of the movie, I was like, I've seen this in a meme. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That scene, you know, he's it's him taking his power back because she said she has a gun in her purse. And you can tell it's that, because when she walks out, that's when he says, in a very little boy sort of way, like, would you pull out your gun now? Don't you want to use your gun? Yeah. Now, there's definitely the fact that he wants to die. He is depressed and wants to die. Maybe that's it, but I also think like that was his like his whole intention with the uh terrorizing her walking around with his shade smoking a cigarette just snapping at her while yeah she, yeah like he's terrorizing her because she threatened him with a gun when he chased her into a women's room anybody who hasn't seen this right now is like what the fuck are they what talking, are talking about? about yeah uh there's definitely like you know some small message but should be seen uh, about imp- employers abusing employees and again we're talking about a movie written by a guy who's in a relationship with the producer of the movie yeah so there's definitely something there where he maybe couldn't get out of the relationship because she's kind of his boss
0: yeah like he he might have been alva
1: yeah and producer lady might have been the nick cage in this situation yeah yeah So there's some real interesting shit going on in that office bit. Uh, I like how that feels like, I like how some of it feels disjointed, not in a negative way, where it's just like the person who he is at the office versus the person who he is when he's out at night versus the person who he is in the psychiatrist's office versus the person who he is with uh, Jessica Beals. Yeah. uh, uh, Jennifer Beals. Jennifer Beals. I I probably have said Jessica several times, by the way. (laughs) Jennifer Beals. He's four different people all over the place. Like yeah. he has to keep trying to blend into different situations and again because much like Patrick Bateman, he doesn't have a central personality. Yeah, there is no him. There's no him. He's just who he he is the people he pretends to be. Um it, that disjointedness is interesting to me like first time watching it, which I, I did whenever How Did This Get Made covered it. I was going to uh,
0: say, when did you watch this the first time? Yeah,
1: I had never seen it as a kid. This is definitely not one we would have rented. Um, so there's a How Did You Get Made episode about this? I've got to listen yeah, to that shit. How Did This Get Made episode about this that's hilarious. And, of course, in How Did This Get Made, they don't actually try to figure out why the movie makes sense. They just make fun of it. But they do a real good job of making fun of it. Um, but back then, yeah, whenever they were talking about it, I was like, just this sounds insane. I have to see this. Yeah, Nicholas Cage as a crackhead vampire. Like what? Yeah. So, I I sat down and watched it and I was like, yeah, no, they described it pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I have since yeah, I've thought about it a good bit because it's the type of movie that you don't forget. Like you just No. It just kind of sticks with you. And so I've yeah. thought about it a lot since then. And even if you hate it, which I get, you'll yes, be thinking and, about oh, it. Absolutely. The first time I watched it, I thought it was the longest movie I'd ever watched. Mm-hmm. It's Kate, a long Kate didn't movie. like it at all. She was like, oh, this is that. just terrible. And I get it if people I don't. I do. Yeah. I, you 100% cannot like this movie. And it makes sense to me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I get I that. I think it's a pretty good fucking movie. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I actually like. I was excited to rewatch it, not not the first time I rewatched it. I just didn't remember it that well. I rewatched it and I was like, "Yeah, that's the movie I watched before." And then I was like, started thinking about it again and really like going over like what Nick Cage is doing in this movie, and got real excited. Rewatched it, and the whole time I was just like really fucking enjoying myself because I think he's doing something really good. Yeah, and I think it's a it's a solid script. It's not. It's a it's a vampire story, even though he, in in the interpretation I think is correct, he's not a vampire. I don't even think. even if even if uh, Jennifer Beals is a vampire, I don't. He's not a vampire. He never gets his vampire teeth. He can't keep blood down. He keeps no. puking it back up. Yeah. So it's still psychosis even if she's a vampire. Yeah, even if he is just a, you know, Renfield glorifying himself. Exactly. He is never a vampire. And he has his Renfield scene, which kind of solidifies, like, that at least Nick Cage saw himself as a Renfield. Because the scene where he eats a cockroach. An actual cockroach. And he did three times. Live. Live. A real cockroach.
0: That makes me want to fucking throw up right now. That was his idea. Yeah, because he was like, "Oh, I hate cockroaches. I got, I have to have one of these things because no. if I eat something that I liked, it wouldn't come across on screen. I hate cockroaches." I think
1: I think Nick Cage knows uh. his vampire lore. I think he knows his vampire lore. He knew it was a Renfield thing, and he saw himself as a Renfield, and that's why he's doing that. Yeah, he also sees himself as a Captain Orlock, where he you know he watches Nosferatu, but then like when he goes into the club, he is. Captain Orlock. He is doing every single thing that Captain Orlock does in Nosferatu. This is me now. Yeah. This is how I act. I raise my shoulders yeah. and I bug my eyes out and I yeah.
0: have these corny ass plastic vampire teeth in. Oh my God. Dude, Dude. the way. Okay. That the is way the that craziest. He but it's looks also perfect. He looks so convincing and so like. Like he's buying into being a vampire
1: because he just put yeah. in his plastic teeth. The, and they look. As shitty as like as shitty as you think, yeah. Like if you're if you still not watched this at this point, I'm telling you, they are the vampire teeth you got from Walmart as a a kid from a little egg
0: in a 25 cent vending machine. Mm -hmm. Like it's those teeth, those teeth. But to him, that is him becoming. Nosferatu. Yeah, now he's Nosferatu. He's and got he is teeth. playing it as serious and as intensely as humanly possible. Yeah. But us on this side of the fucking screen, mm-hmm. we see how stupid the whole thing is. He
1: also gives us a knowing look. He looks into the camera. I know. At one point. And it's fucking perfect because that is a 1920s uh, captain or warlock uh, uh, type of fucking thing to do. Yeah. To be like... I'm the villain, and this is my blah, prey. Blue, blue. You see? Like, it's so elaborate and so over the top. But it's also, like, it's showing how psychotic he is becoming. Where he thinks this is all right and good, and he kills a woman with his teeth. He does kill a woman with his human teeth, not even the plastic teeth. Yeah. That's and brutal. He doesn't run away. He stays in the same club he's in because yeah. he sees the woman he believes is a vampire, Jennifer Beale. Yeah, his master. And this is, yeah, and this is when he finally, you know, confronts her. And it's so fucking funny, too, where he's like, you know, he's, he's had this long relationship with her in his head. And she's like, Philip, right? Yeah,
0: barely how, remembers him. How have like, you been? Yeah, you're and you're insignificant.
1: Just like, how have I been? It's just like,
0: I've been obsessed with you. Exactly.
1: Like I, I, I think, I think even if you don't experience mental illness, we've all had our levels of obsession with a person at some point, where you know kind of how he feels, where you're so obsessed with that person, that, and they obviously don't even know about your crush or whatever, but you're so obsessed with that person, and then when you get To that conversation where you've, like, built this thing up in your head, and they're just, like, super relaxed with you and have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. We've all been in something similar. Sure. Some some level of obsession, but his is just... Uh, all encompassing yeah i just killed for you yeah he is he has become a creature of the night but then too
0: if she was like a 2000 year old vampire that hasn't been caught yet she
1: knows how to not get caught yeah she'd be like uh what was your name again Mm -hmm. uh i don't really remember you i kept trying to pay attention to in that scene and i think this is actually good directing because like when she's like being he's like Pulling her and stuff and whatnot. And showing look at her, her teeth. And he's saying, look at her teeth. I kept trying to see, is she wearing the vampire teeth? Yeah. And you can't tell. I think they did clever, Pretty ambiguous, yeah. clever shooting there oh. to make sure you couldn't tell if she's wearing the vampire teeth. Because they want to reinforce that ambiguity that maybe she is, in fact, a vampire. And she just ran across a guy who's also already got... Some issue. Actually, that probably is how she's never gotten caught. She picks people who have Are mental already, problems, yeah, yeah, so that everybody's, Kinda, yeah, they already see them yeah. as eccentric or whatever, so she can continue to feed off them. That would make her an extremely that, skilled vampire. That would make, That's yes, pretty awesome. That would make actually. this actually a vampire movie that, like, is one of the rare ones where the vampire just gets away and yeah, nobody even knows they're doing it. And it would kind of make sense. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I think I this mean, might have just got cooler because there's honestly cooler. just so
0: many ways to look at
1: it. There are so many ways to look at this. And and like, I, I think a lot of the negative reviews I saw were that like, you know, Nick Cage is so over the top that he like distracts from everybody else and all that stuff. I think, man, there's just a way to see it. There is a way to see it where Nick Cage is doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, he's playing that role better than anybody could have ever played it. And everybody else is subdued to make him seem even more over the top. Oh yeah. And it works. But the crazy thing is is that there was a lot of
0: other people that were considered for that role.
1: Yeah. Fucking Steve Martin could Steve have been that role. Steve Martin. Mm. So that that kind of feels like they did they did expect some some of it to be funny. Whether or not it's a comedy, they expected obviously when he goes to buy plastic vampire teeth it's going to be goofy sure it's going to be a little funny like there's some humor in here that's supposed to be there without it going full comedy ever so yeah i think with steve martin maybe i mean i don't know i don't know if he could do there's no way he could do what nick cage is that steve martin is an actual vampire because that guy actually
0: has looked the same for 40 years and i feel (laughs) like we're not talking about that
1: enough yeah you know, there's there's actually, there obviously is an advantage to going prematurely gray. Yeah. It's that people then think you're stuck in that age because you went gray when you were 20. Same as going bald early. Yeah. Yeah. They just think, oh. You he, kind of quit aging. That guy's looked young forever. And yeah. It's like, well, because he looked old at one point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, fucking Joe Satriani. That guy's not had hair for damn 30 years. He's not yeah. aged. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Cold Stone guy. Cream Austin. Still he's like, not aged. Yeah.
1: No. That's crazy. All yeah. right, then.
0: But there was a lot of people they considered for that role. But then I think when they landed on Nick Cage, they were just like, well, this is the fucking guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. He um, he left at a certain point briefly the project because uh, they were going to have uh, Joseph Minion direct as well. And like Nick Cage was really signed on to Joseph Minion's vision. And then they brought in Robert Bierman instead. Joseph Minion had never directed. Robert Bierman had directed commercials. He hadn't directed a feature length movie. Really? Yeah. So this is a really well fucking shot movie too. I was gonna say it's pretty
0: damn impressive because the shots in this look pretty fucking good. They really do.
1: He does a lot of really cool camera stuff. I I really enjoy it. I think like I think it looks good. Um, I really think it's interesting how they chose to do some of the things, like specifically. The end bit with uh, Nick Cage wandering the streets of New York City, covered in blood, talking to himself, and all the people you see reacting to him are just average Joe's, not actors they, they are not actors. they were shooting with a a, a long lens from across the street. Guerrilla style. Yeah, the people that were walking by that he was accosting and saying, kill me, me," had no idea that a movie was being made. Well,
0: and also, too, most of the people probably didn't know who the fuck Nicolas Cage was. Exactly,
1: because it's 1988 when they're shooting it, he's just had you know Raising Arizona and Moonstruck com- come out that year so wow or 87 maybe was one of those came out so he's he's got a little bit of notoriety maybe
0: but I mean him not enough like,
1: that you'd recognize him in that suit with that haircut with
0: blood all over his face and a shiv cut from a damn palette yeah asking people to
1: kill him you're not going to recognize be like is this Nicolas Cage the actor right you're yes all you're going to be thinking about is get away from this man yeah. Yeah. Don't be a witness. Exactly. So th- that's, I mean, I don't know how ethical that choice is. Yeah. I think we've all come <laughs> through the punked and jackass era where we're like, yeah, yeah, random people can be uh, just assaulted with insanity uh, on a regular day. That's For cool. my entertainment. Yeah. It's like, can you imagine? We're talking about New York City. Here. This, all types of people are in new york city and there are a lot of people on the street all the time yeah you're definitely going to run into a ton of people who've lived in the city for a long time and are just like yeah crazy shit happens here whatever sure and they move on but you're also going to run into people who are like what the fuck is going on they're going to be very genuine genuinely concerned and like worried and you might even really fuck somebody's entire day week month and if they you know might have some mental illness you might traumatize them for a long time could be because a man came up to them covered in blood asking them to kill him and yeah. no one would even believe you if you had mental illness and you told them that that I'm happened a vampire some guy came up to me screaming he was a vampire and asked me to kill him they'd be worried about you yeah that's true no. it's i just it's not ethical it, i mean, <laughs> probably not when you put it that way it's really just not ethical it's not probably a good not thing. They, uh, <laughs> There's, There's not, a,
0: like, a ton of that in this movie, but no, there is some.
1: But, and it's, boy, I can't imagine it. Because he, he's going for it in those scenes.
0: Well, and, you know, while we're on the subject of, like, problematic stuff, uh, trigger warning, there is a rape scene in this
1: movie. Yeah, and then... Uh, and also, I don't really... Okay,
0: I'll put it this way. It is not graphic. It is no, not no. sexy or anything no. like that. It's not at all, like... It's scary. It it, it is, and it's, it's clearly him being super unhinged. Yes. Yeah. I don't know, but it also doesn't add really anything to the story exactly. But it also never really shows anything. No, it doesn't. Like they both it, have their clothes on all the time, and he, yeah. he and he does assault her. He pushes her down yeah. and is and is kissing on her and stuff, and then bites her neck. Yeah,
1: right. So there is assault. Yeah, for sure. I think the the problem. Probably is that, like, it wasn't enough for some reason in someone's mind that he has treated her like this. And basically, in this scene before the sexual assault, he basically threatening to kill her. Yeah. Like, that seems like that would be enough then that her brother, Emilio, would be like, well, I'll kill him. Yeah. That seems like enough. They didn't have to throw in a rape. But I guess somebody was like, attempted murder is not enough. We need a little bit more. Ugh. Yeah.
0: I think attempted murder is more than enough. It's
1: more than enough to want revenge. As well as just the the psychological torment he's put her through. Exactly. It's just been terrible. It's very much enough. So, yeah, that doesn't need to happen. But that also, uh, another trigger warning, suicide attempt afterward. Okay, yeah. That is very scary considering... What we recently talked about on The Crow, and then what happened two days later after we talked about it. Yeah, with Alec Baldwin. With Alec Baldwin on the set of Rust. Um, the whole idea is that his secretary is like, my
0: boss is crazy. I have this empty handgun I carry around. Could you get me some bullets? And his brother is like, all I have is blanks.
1: Yeah, so she's put blanks in the gun. To try to spook him off. Yeah, and he, really, he wants to die it's obvious it's clear he wants to die he yeah. keeps asking people to kill him and he's asking her to kill him uh and she can't because she only has blanks he picks up the gun after the the sexual assault and attempts to kill himself and i had to rewatch the scene several times to convince myself of what they did to shoot that scene because it's otherwise it was it's very uncomfortable yeah because i also they used a non union crew for this that which, was a high risk fucking maneuver man it seems like it but i think what they did in that scene is they have used a uh, a cap gun and they've they've added a little extra powder to the caps to make the 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 sparks come out but if they had used blanks it would have knocked his teeth out like, oh yeah, blanks fucking, still kick. They yeah. still have all the powder. There's still so the forth. percussive
0: effect yeah. of that. That would have fucking. I mean, it would have damn knocked his fucking uvula. Yeah, but back you do see
1: smoke come out of his mouth, and you can see black stuff on on his lips. Yeah. after that. So well, like, especially
0: knowing like how hardcore you know he's gone in this movie. Yeah, into getting into this character. Yeah, and knowing that as he was shooting that scene, he was being like. I wanna die. Put a gun in my mouth and pull the trigger.
1: Right. Like it's uncomfortable to watch that shit.
0: And again, it's like you said, he's got smoke rolling out of his mouth. Like
1: it's like Ugh. Yeah. It's so it's an uncomfortable moment for sure. But then,
0: you know, again, kind of going back to like what is real, what's not real, the fact that he just shot blanks into his face and he lived makes him go, I really am a vampire. I'm immortal. Mm -hmm. I can't be killed by weapons. I can
1: only be killed by a stake to the heart, yeah. 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 He's yeah, he he's very much yeah, fallen into deep deep psychosis at, at a certain point and we see that of course him wandering the streets uh just you know thinking he's having a conversation with a psychiatrist thinking you know all sorts of he's on having on an couch. argument with a a a woman he invented in his head on his way back to his home. Yeah, like, the
0: wife from the stupids. By the time he gets home They are arguing. Already arguing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's he destroyed... that scene, by the way, where he destroys his apartment, they had one take for that, and that's Nick Cage doing it. So And it's all like real glass. Yeah.
0: Real furniture. Yeah. Nothing is breakaway or no, sugar glass. Like no, it was actually that's just really, really Cage dangerous. Going
1: fucking insane in a room very dangerous uh
0: dude he's always just one letter away from being nick gage (laughs) when you think about it i
1: feel like a nick cage nick gage match would be fucking rad could you
0: imagine if nicholas cage ever david arquette himself and got into hardcore wrestling yes i could
1: that makes the fact that david arquette did it and not nick cage makes less sense yeah that's actually shocking
0: That would be the way that Nicholas Cage dies. Yeah, for probably sure.
1: so, a hundred percent. Yeah, but it would be the raddest match you've ever seen. He would sick. go all out. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah, like him breaking all that shit. Like that was all real. That was mm-hmm. a dangerous, very dangerous, dangerous yeah. fucking idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're you know we're talking about a budget of two million dollars in nineteen eighty nine. Like, of course, they didn't have a lot to put into this. And it is kind of an art film. It, it had to be a stretch to think this was going to do extremely well in the sure. box office. So it's kind of being made for art's sake in some ways. So I, I get that you're on a lower budget. But it seems like you should still be safe when you can. It's not hard to hire st- a stunt person to destroy a room for you. like, Or to get some sugar glass instead of real glass like just try to protect nick cage please <laughs> but apparently nicholas cage didn't want to protect himself like he yeah had... that's how he is but i mean yeah. you, sometimes you gotta not listen and be like i'm sorry <laughs> you are not doing I'm stepping that. in here yeah yeah because his,
0: his entire thing is like we said eating the cockroach that was yeah. his idea that's fine he I had mean... this whole line in the sand about how he didn't want to act against a fake bat And he, on his own dime, had bats flown in from fucking Mexico to use in that scene where that bat shows up in the apartment.
1: Which I'm not sure it's not a fake I don't get it, that. Yeah, Yeah. it looks pretty fake. It looks like a fucking hairy potato. Yeah, it's too fat to be a bat, it seems like. And it just glides,
0: and the the wings are moving really, really slowly. Like, maybe I've just never seen that kind of fucking bat, but I I saw that and I was like, this looks like the bats from Monster Squad.
1: Yeah, kind of does. But a little bit better. Maybe? A little bit better. But if it is a fake bat, I'm going to definitely put it in our list of worst shitty fake bats. bats. Yeah, shit bats. <laughs> shit bats. I totally agree, man.
0: But yeah, like he was just so hardcore about everything has to be him. Everything has to be real. Everything yeah. has to be him doing it that I guess there was just no other way to, to get it done. I think this is
1: the first time he got to do that. That's the thing, is that... i get to be nicholas cage he i get to be as nicholas cage as i want to be i really 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 want to do this i think that's probably why he left the project when they brought on a new director because he wasn't sure that this person was going to let him do what he wanted to do wow because he really only wanted to do this it seems like to be as nick cage as he could be and he's gotten because of it even though it didn't succeed Because of it, people have let him be more beyond that. So, like, you know, we had him in Fast Times and uh, Valley Girl and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Raising Arizona and Moonstruck before this. But he was always kind of subdued. He never, I mean, even Raising Arizona is probably his first major performance that that I think of where he really, he got to do something as a character. But this is right after that. And he got to do something as Nick Cage. (laughs) And I think he's – because, like, we see him in stuff like Mandy and Willie's Wonderland and all that, where he just likes to experiment. Mom and dad. Mom and dad. He likes to experiment. He really wants to do that. And he can also go do a national treasure where he's just boring and it's fine and he gets a paycheck and he goes and does whatever insane shit he does with his money. I'll tell you.
0: He sure does. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like the way this movie kind of toys with vampire lore with a guy who pretends he's a vampire but probably really isn't. Like, yeah. It hits all the classic tropes, crosses yeah. sunlight.
1: He reacts immediately to a Russian Orthodox cross. I think it's so funny they picked a neon blue yeah. Russian Orthodox cross and he drops his his uh his uh groceries. with the classic And a guy baguette immediately stops to help him yeah it's so fucking funny because it's like like this beautiful juxtaposition of he's playing out uh a a scene from a a vampire movie and the rest of the world is just being normal yeah
0: well (laughs) even like that scene where he's in the bathroom freaking out because he thinks he can't see himself in the mirror right clearly we can see him yeah he's in the mirror (laughs) and that guy in the stall is just like Fucking low, cut it out with your fucking actors' class bullshit. <laughs> right. I'm trying to take a dump in here. <laughs> like the rest of the world is already over his shit. Even whenever he yeah. chases Alva into the women's room, there's that old lady that's just, just like, like, whatever. I
1: don't know what the fuck is
0: going yeah. on here. It seems like this is just part and parcel for this guy. They're
1: real used to him just doing over the top shit. Yeah. 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 I. I. Yeah. I. I think it's for me. The world is 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 interesting it's a new york that's a little bit different i mean we keep getting reminded that we're in new york with all these great shots just showing us the city skyline showing us you know where they are out the windows and stuff just really giving us a sense of new york but also the 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 care the background people in new york Act so normal, like a lot of what you see in New York in the '80s is like these real over the tops, like I'm walking here type hey. of characters. But like the guy who helps him pick up his groceries, like every the taxi driver who uh, he's driving Alva, like you see that guy's face. He keeps being like, "What the fuck?" Like he's yeah. really kind of weirded out. Like it's kind of showing in New York where it's like actually there are a lot of real normal people in New York. There's a real normal contingent. And then they're the over-the-top people, and it's a clash of them going on. And sure. That, that's a cool world that's interesting to see play out. And then also, you know, I, I think that the ending of him getting a stake to the heart... It, I, I Does he... Like, it, it, it's like... It confirms for him he's a vampire. I think right before he dies, like in his mind, he's confirmed vampire. But But I would
0: also die if that happened to
1: me. Yeah, there's there's still sort of a dark comedy to that moment where it's like any of us would would die. Anybody,
0: yeah. But then also, too, after he does get staked, there's yeah. that kind of wide shot where it slowly pans out and
1: Alva's brother's not in the room. Yeah. So, so like, either did he, that even happen? Either he ran out or that never happened. And yeah. he just fucking staked himself. It's possible that none of the stuff at work happened. Like, you Maybe. could see it as he created this, like... Power this is, fantasy. Yeah.
0: Again, it's just like Patrick Bateman, where yeah. it's like, who knows if any of that stuff ever happened. Yeah, exactly. And he just had this crazy act of fantasy life yeah. where he got to be Mr. Dracula Lunatic in charge. Yeah.
1: I love the scene where he brings Alva into his office because the writer who is request like the you know, central premise of the Alva story is that a writer has requested a copy of his contract from a short story that was printed in Der Spiegel in 1963. And it it seems like such a just ridiculous request that why would this guy be so, like, up in arms about it? And then he gets the phone call from the guy, and the guy's like, yeah, no rush on that. No big deal. It's fine. And he gets off the phone, and he's like, he was livid. (laughs) It's just like, this is all a, a fantasy in his head in some way, like, we could imagine a world where none of that stuff happened. Alva's brother is, you know, in no way involved in any of this. And yeah, he yeah, just, Beale was never a vampire. Yeah, he's just fantasizing himself dying of yeah that steak. that
0: scene really does give us a great idea of like reality versus what he is projecting yeah onto other people yeah. and onto his own psyche as far as like what actually happened yeah. And it just kind of makes you unsure about, like, well, what is any of this shit? Exactly. Yeah. Because even, even that part, like, it's about halfway through the movie where he, like, hallucinates that cab driver and his wife sitting on that couch because his cab driver just happened to casually mention, this is my wife. He was a total fucking, what's our comedian? Uh, uh Andrew Nice Clay. <laughs> yes. This is my wife. I love her. It's believable. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then, like he like hallucinates them as being on the couch in his office for a second. Mm-hmm. And it's just showing you, like, wait, what the fuck? He's just seeing stuff this whole time.
1: Is any of this real? Yeah.
0: What here is real?
1: Yeah, we- it could be all a uh, fantasy, all just the fantasies he has throughout the day of of what's going on while he is outwardly just being normal, or you can totally something resembling normal.
0: Either way, yeah. you can watch it. Either way, this is a crazy person imagining he's a vampire, or. This is a guy who's been turned into a vampire and he's going crazy.
1: Yeah. Or he's being tortured by a vampire. Or
0: this is Nicolas Cage in a movie. Yeah. (laughs) Third perspective. That's a
1: pretty good perspective. This is Nicolas Cage in a movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A movie with a sick soundtrack, by the way. I love the soundtrack in this. Mm -hmm. I think that it's really cool, man. It's got like kind of classic. Horror film score, like spooky themes, but some of them are kind of amped up with like eighties dancey kind of themes Uh too. It soundtrack and this is really
1: fucking cool. Yeah, and then they got the club scenes with the more dancey music too. Yeah, Yeah. those club scenes, by the way, when as soon as they cut to them, I was like Hellraiser three, and then I started looking at all the people in the club to make sure they fit, (laughs) and they did. They kind of did. It's easier to shoot a club scene in New York, I assume.
0: Yeah, I think so, man. (laughs) And everybody in here too, you know, I mean, obviously Nicolas Cage is the fucking, you know, yeah. main attraction here, but right. um, what's what's uh, what's her name? The first chick that we run into there. Jan- Casey Lemon, Janice? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Jackie. Jackie, that's her name.
1: Yeah, this is our third movie with her in it. She I'm was so in-
0: glad you brought this up because the whole movie I was like, I know her from something. Yep,
1: you know her from Silence of the Lambs. Yep. You also know her from Candyman. I absolutely do. Yep. She's also uh, a director. She recently directed that uh, Harriet Tubman biopic. Oh. And uh, directed a movie called Eve's Bayou, which some consider to be a horror movie, so we will eventually do it on this podcast. Well, how about that? hmm She's great. She's great. Yeah. No, she's always great. She, she really brings it. Uh, just, I mean, like, not enough of her maybe, but also f- for her character, it makes sense that she gets the fuck out. Like... This she's is one of those. Rational, yeah. yeah, this is one of those times where you're watching a horror movie and you're like, "Get the fuck out!" and she's like, "I'm the fuck out." Peace. And it's like, "Oh, okay, perfect." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, her character actually does make sense yeah. in this fucking bizarre, <laughs> crazy ass movie. <Yep. laughs>
1: she's one of the few. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude, this is just a a wild ride of a movie. It
1: is. It is.
0: It almost feels like somebody in. 1989 understood that memes were gonna be a thing like 30 years later
1: they were like let's make this movie full of them
0: yeah and people on the set were like what's a
1: meme they're like (laughs) i just let nicholas cage do his thing yeah the work will complete itself yeah absolutely we i will be entirely avenged in 30 years trust me yeah (laughs) because seriously like
0: scenes of him Running up and down the street, screaming, I'm a vampire. I'm a
1: vampire. I'm Jumping a vampire. on a desk,
0: A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. That crazy intense face during the totem pole scene, which is now a meme. Yep. Like, this movie is just Well, and memes. also the
1: scene where he has the cigarette and he, like, points. That's a meme. Very much. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: It feels like this was somehow very aware that people would take one to three second clips of this and make them into, like, yeah. you know, internet <laughs> Like a time culture. traveler
1: was like... I went back to 1989. What should I do? Make a Nick Cage movie.
0: It's like, are they making Vampires Kiss right now? Fuck, I got to go to there. Influence this movie harder Hell for yeah. the future. For real. For Reddit.
1: For Reddit. That's all they did it for. Invented a time machine just to do that. For Reddit. For Reddit. And it worked. Yeah, thanks.
0: Because this is cocaine
1: memes, the movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It I
0: is. I honestly don't know... I don't know how to feel about this. After watching yeah. it just one time, it's hard for me to know. Okay. Because I feel like it is dramatic and funny. Yes. A look at psychosis that is both very sad and yeah. very real, yeah. but also ridiculously over the top and stupid.
1: Certainly, yeah.
0: I I honestly just don't know how to feel about it after having just watched it one time. Yeah. Uh, you having spent a little bit more time with this movie, what are your thoughts on the flick?
1: I like it. I don't love it. Yeah. Um, it's not one that I have to watch like every year. Oh, no. No, I'm not. But it's also definitely one where um, if you're talking to somebody who knows a lot of horror movies, you got to want to bring it up. Yeah. Like, you ever seen Vampire's Kiss? Because that's going to lead to a fun discussion. For sure. As yeah. this has been. Exactly. Um, so it's a fun discussion movie and it's a really great performance, not just by Nick Cage, though, you know, he's obviously the most standout performance, but also, you know, by Maria Cachina Alonzo. She's by, great. Yeah. She's absolutely great. Elizabeth Ashley, Casey Lemons, like everybody who gets featured in this Jennifer Beals, they really fucking come at it and they can get overshadowed by Nick Cage, but I think that's kind of the point of it's the point movie. Right. So uh good performances directed really well it is a it's an hour 43 and especially yeah especially when like you're you're cutting between sort of four different performances by nick cage it can feel long
0: and disjointed a little bit disjointed
1: and hard to follow it's definitely hard to follow i'm not gonna claim that this made any sense to me until i read the wikipedia synopsis. so again, word i'm gonna say go read that wikipedia synopsis some very smart individual must have sat down and watched this movie 50 times. word <laughs> and was just like this is what's happening. um <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it's it's hard to watch, but also really good performances, really good moments. You're gonna laugh at certain points, and you should. I feel like the
0: torments of the damned. The torments of the damned.
1: (laughs) I I I laughed out loud.
0: Like honestly, when it got to that part and the bells were ringing and started shouting that shit on the streets, I was like, I need to watch this again as a comedy.
1: It's interesting that this movie came out around the time that Bram Stoker's Dracula came out, just a few years later. True, by uh, Coppola. uh, Coppola, who is Nick Cage's whatever what is he uncle oh really yeah i think that's right yeah 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 Yeah. i forgot about that this if you put this in tandem with coppola's bram stoker's dracula and look at nick cage's performance and canoe's performance canoe i'm i'm saying like from what we know of keanu right we know he's a good actor and a nice guy. I mean, go back and check out our Bram Stoker's Dracula episode. I tried to defend his performance some. It's the man himself. He's grown young. Now that I'm thinking about it, how possible is it that Keanu saw this performance of Vampire's Kiss and was like, that's what Coppola wants. Yeah. He wants me to be something outstanding and different. And in this case, what he chose as outstanding and different was flat as fuck. Hell yeah. Just absolutely, like, is he an actor or a guy they just found on the streets? Maybe he's a cardboard cutout. <laughs> I'm Keanu. Good <laughs> like me. It, it's either the worst performance ever or the or best. The best. And, and honestly, that's <laughs> Nick Cage in this. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, so for me, I mean, uh, if we're coming to a rating here. I'm going to say, for me, it's like a 7. Yeah, because I enjoy so much of this that I could watch it any time, but I'm not going to rush to do that. I get that. Yeah.
0: And I'm right there with you. I was kind of thinking for myself, like, yeah, probably around like the six and a half mark, yeah. where, you know, did I have a, a ton of fun watching it? not exactly but i did have a ton of fun like thinking about it afterwards yeah
1: it's after effects are really yeah interesting i want
0: to talk to people who have watched this i want to show this movie to people and be like what the fuck did you think yeah i want to hear
1: everyone's theory yeah basically it yeah Yeah. (laughs)
0: was it real was it not you know what was he just hallucinating what was actually happening
1: yeah kind of got a lighthouse feeling that way too yeah. lighthouse has yeah. over the top performances way and, over the top and the concepts are all kind of ambiguous and pretty stuff, ambiguous
0: yeah. right and i like that about this movie yeah you know i think that's definitely a, a strong suit here but like you said the direction and stuff is great the soundtrack is great
1: the limited amount of special effects and kills and stuff yeah it's pretty low but it's i mean they pretty low, but good. they're good and they did like a good argento sort of red yeah. Like, instead of an actual blood color. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like yeah, that. it's got that
0: tomato soupy yeah, kind of quality, uh-huh. which I'm a fan of. Yeah, I'm going to recommend watching it. Like, even yeah. if you don't love it, it is worth watching.
1: And, uh, by the way, even if you've just listened to this entire episode, I guarantee you- Still worth watching. You still haven't heard all the stuff in this no. movie that no. is going to make you go, what the fuck? Uh-uh. Yeah.
0: And you'll still sort of probably get a different reading off of it than we did. Yeah, for sure. So I recommend it. I'd recommend checking it out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's one of the greatest vampire movies ever no. or
1: anything. No. Unless Jennifer Beals is a vampire, in which case. Maybe. She's pretty fucking good as a vampire. That's right. <laughs> but she got away without anybody knowing she did it.
0: And without nobody ever seeing her nipples.
1: <laughs> you know? Good
0: point. Good point. Had them big old- Vampires
1: hate it if you see their nipples.
0: Clearly visible nipple shields Mm -hmm. in them sex scenes. No, I get it. She ain't hiding them.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a low-budget movie. She's like, you will not see see
0: these. Yeah. Not these, Mm -hmm. she said. Yeah. What was she hiding?
1: Oh, maybe teeth. Ooh. She got teeth nipples. Ooh. I just made that up. I don't like that at all. Well, you asked. Hard pass.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. No. Maybe we'll find out whenever Vampire's Kiss 2 comes finally out. Finally comes out. Yeah, finally.
1: Yeah. Directed by Nick Cage's uh, metalhead son. Eli Roth. Have you seen his metalhead son? Yeah. See those pictures? I love pictures. He's so pictures. proud of him. He is. It's the cutest. I love it. I it's love adorable. how he just like, I, I feel like Nick Cage gets like any w- weird subculture. He's just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, he's no, here I for get it. it. I think yeah. so. He's got a son named kell
0: Oh come on! Yeah, he's like I'll name my son Superman. Could you imagine if we ever would have gotten that fucking Nicholas Nick Cage Superman as movie? Superman?
1: I yes, it would have revived Superman in so many ways. We would be talking about it still to this day. Like remember the weirdest fucking Superman movie ever made? Remember Glad before they, they, made they it? understood superhero movies, that was yeah. cool. Tim Burton directing Nick Cage
0: as Superman. There's production stills online. Yeah. I recommend you look at them. Yeah, okay. His costume does not make sense. Of course not. Why would it? It's very fucking strange. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie, you know, again, do I like it? I'm not really sure. Right. Am I thinking about it and enjoying talking about sure. it? Sure. Yes. Yeah. So, to me, that gets bonus points. I'm thinking, yeah, six and a half, seven. Yeah. It's fair. It's a pretty fair assessment to me. Totally. Now, next week's movie is a 10. Yeah. Spoilers. I
1: mean, that's easy. It, 10 yeah i mean anybody who's thinking right now why would you spoil that well we're about to spoil it by saying the title of the movie yeah which we're gonna tell you oh <laughs> now <laughs> now ghostbusters there it is
0: <laughs> yeah we're talking about ghostbusters next time come on yeah so it's a 10 10, yeah. ten. It's but best. it's gonna be a fun episode it will be a fun episode and uh, also be sure to rate and view on apple Podcasts. support the show on patreon too yeah
1: patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely head on over there Become a patron on any level, you get access to our Patreon exclusive episodes you do. of TV Test Pilots, Woo! which we just did. What we do in the shadows, we got uh, uh, what uh, over the garden wall. Over coming the garden up. wall. So yes, go check that out. Also, if you become a five dollar patron, you get to submit a movie into the smoking bowl. Then we draw from that bowl. Then we review the movie. We draw from that bowl. That's how it works. So head on over there. Maybe you can put in Thanks Killing or something. Maybe you do that. I mean. uh, i don't gobble gobble etc yeah maybe you put in happen. anything else though that's better maybe intruder <laughs> intruder that is that a what, maybe you put in
0: that? shopping mall like chopping mall chopping mall is because that, i always want to do that you movie. you really do
1: always want to do that movie what's the the blood rage is the one that's set blood in thanksgiving rage.
0: that's not just cranberry sauce
1: <laughs> it's so bad yeah or just terrible. submit any movie Whatever you, know, you want to do. Whatever yeah, you want to do. We'll do it. We'll have fun.
0: Yeah. So support us over there on that Patreon. Follow us on the Instagram and mm-hmm. Twitters and all that other kind of yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can find all our links on Linktree forward and slash tree. Dead and Lovely. But yeah. Generally at Dead and Lovely.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. So be sure to check all that stuff out. Tune in next week for Ghost Brusters.
1: Ghost Brusters. The OG. Not the, uh yeah, you know, remake. Yeah not, well, yeah, not Yeah, the more recent remake, but yeah, the the original. with with. Uh, it's not really a remake. It's a continuation. Yeah, it is. It I call it a remake, but yeah, it's but not really. Wait, but Bill Murray shows up as a different character, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. So is it a remake? Is it a remake? You know what? I'll have to rewatch it to yeah. figure it out.
0: And we also got that new Ghostbusters, what's it yeah, called? Yeah, with Paul, Paul Rude. Raw Pud. Raw Pud.
1: Raw Pud. I
0: hope it's good.
1: I hope so too. Though uh, early reviews say it's very serious for some reason. An
0: earlier VR read said it is a it is the festering corpse of the original. Wow, not promising.
1: Wow. But what do they know? Also, though, why? Could, I mean, why do we need more Ghostbusters? You've seen the original, right? It's, it can't get better. It's a ten. You've seen the second one. It's also fun. Also great. Yeah. So.
0: It could just be that and that's fine. Yeah. And we celebrate that forever.
1: Yeah. We'll
0: talk about it. We'll find out. Them bus gusters. We'll gotta fuck around and find out. <laughs> and so will you when you tune into the next episode of yeah, Drank Oh, here's a funny thing. Whenever I went to the package place today to pick up these uh packages of beer and stuff, yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm here to pick up packages for Ben Eller and Dead and Lovely. And there's like some like teenage like surfer bro guy mm-hmm. working the counter, and he goes back there and he's like Ben Eller and uh is it dad and ugly?
1: And I was like, you know what? Either he was making a dad joke or he just was just a pothead. <laughs> yeah. I think dad and ugly is a pretty great name dead for Dad Ugly too. is pretty good. Dead and Ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Not only are you a corpse, you're a fucked up looking corpse. Yeah, you're
0: an unfuckable <laughs> corpse. <laughs>
1: dead and ugly we should change the name ew. to fuckable corpses <laughs> ew okay let's not eh, maybe let's yeah not. it's a bad idea yeah. nobody would listen to that
0: all right well thank you guys so much <laughs> for listening you guys have been amazing i am kind of
1: drunk yeah a little bit me too and i'm uh uncle steve and i'm hollywood ben that's us we've been drang and ugly burger to burp bye-bye Burr.
0: I had a uh, a random thing in my notes. That's here. That I just I, I put into my phone probably one night when I was very inebriated. Mm-hmm. I couldn't come up with anything to go with it. I'm just gonna toss this at you and just okay. see what happens. Toss okay. It out there. All right. Concept. Game of Crohn's. Okay.
1: Go. Okay, so <laughs> Game of Crohnes. Game of crones. I'm guessing it's <laughs> instead of like a bunch of kings, it's a bunch of witch queens okay fighting each other for power uh oh so you're going
0: interesting okay you're going crone like old crone yeah in my notes i had it spelled out like like crone's disease (laughs) 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 crones game of crones well that changes it up (laughs) but you know what this could be both you know though the thing is which is with upset tummies (laughs) (laughs) and and you know what it is it's all these different families and they're all fighting
1: over a bathroom what that by the way, Game of Thrones then becomes a Game of Thrones. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Who will sit on the Iron Throne? <laughs> Why do they make their toilet out of iron? Oh, it's cold. Ooh, <laughs> summertime that thing's just sweating. It's hot. Ooh. You know, maybe Game of Thrones was a Game of Thrones. Because remember when uh, when Tyrion killed his dad in the bathroom there? That's true. That was kind of a Game of Thrones. <laughs> Wow. We got a lot out of Game of Crones. Game of Crones.
0: (laughs) Thanks, fucked up Ben, late at night, (laughs) entering stuff into your phone. Yeah. (laughs) Time. It's Vader time.